Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Good morning out there, sports fans, and welcome to the Sports Offensive. Thanks for joining us this morning. You know what? We always ask you to do us a huge favor and go and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can find us at both under the handle at the SPT Offensive. Find us on Instagram under the handle of the Sports Offensive with underscores between the words. And you can head to our station website at thesportsoffensive.com. There you can learn about us. You can learn about our shows. You can listen to the current and prior episodes of not only this show, but also our JoJo War Drummer Ways and Alien Offensive, our sci-fi podcast. Uh, you can check us out on demand always at Blog Talk Radio. Tune in, iHeart, Stitcher, and still currently as an iTunes podcast. Uh, I know iTunes is going away, but I believe if you have, I think it's just the music, the TV, and the video app or something like that, you can still uh, get the podcast that you're subscribed to. It's just not technically going to be iTunes anymore, which I'm sure there's some reason for all that. Uh, we do want to thank our supporters. We've got Idiot Cult T-shirts, Health Guru, EK Fit, and Space Savers at Operation Organize. Find all of them and link to their sites on our site at, again, thesportsoffensive.com. We love callers, so go ahead and give us a call at 929-477-3204. That's 929-477-3204. JP, thanks for uh, joining me here in the Broomfield uh, studios this morning. How was the drive up? Uh, very wet. <laughs> yeah, um, You know, it's funny because it was uh, down in the tech center. It's just raining, and there wasn't much traffic. But as soon as you got to mile high, the clouds broke open a little bit, and you got to 36 interchange where everybody started to slow down because it was raining, but the sun was out a little bit and that traffic got a little backed up and all of a sudden it's like everybody step on the gas it's not icy it's not anything the roads are just wet please well you always worry when that rain comes <laughs> we haven't had it for a while you'll, i know it's gonna be the oil gets slicked up and all that kind of stuff and also we've got that phenomenon here which you know i was in new jersey a couple weeks ago and i'm going to be there again this next week and it's supposed to be raining I think almost the whole time I'm there this time. Yeah, and... they've gotten a really wet pattern going right now. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, heard, I heard Ohio, the citizens of, I don't know if it was all of Ohio or just like one of the major cities like in Cincinnati or, or Cleveland or something like that, but they were saying that they got enough rain over like, I want to say 48 hours, but maybe it was a week. Anyway, it was enough to fill up like 2 million beer cans per citizen of the state. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say that's probably true. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, lot of wet weather going through the through us and the we're in our monsoonal season right now. And, well, this is uh, wonderful. We never yeah. get rain like this. Oh, I know, man. I got my shorts on. I got my vest on. <laughs> you know, and uh, we're in the monsoonal, and it just keeps flowing straight up through there and goes right up the coast too. Well, I tell you, June twenty second, we haven't hit ninety degrees yet. They were originally originally saying that we might hit ninety degrees the last week of June, but yeah. now that doesn't even really exactly. look like it's going to happen. Uh, I don't know if that means we're going to end up having a super late summer or we're just not going to have a long summer, which to me is just sounds phenomenal. It, I, it, it does. And maybe it means we have 90 degrees through September 20th. Yeah, we end, up <laughs> I don't know. That, end up having that Indian summer they have in San yeah. Francisco, you know? So uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to my brother. It is his birthday. So I just wanted to uh, to wish him a birthday. I don't know if he's listening or not, but if he does, happy birthday to you, bro. And uh, hopefully he'll be out to see you pretty soon here. And uh, cool. the other thing that I was going to mention was, oh, uh, talking about the rain on the roads. So in New Jersey, it's fine when it rains because you can see the road. 
Oh yeah, but yeah. What is it with Colorado? What does they what do they use on their paint that makes <laughs> the lines almost completely disappear when it rains? Yeah, that's a really good question because at night when it rains, I cannot see the lines that save my life. It's crazy. It, I really can't. And I, I, you know, it's funny that you pointed that out because now I'm thinking about when I was just home in October for my parents' fiftieth, and it was rain. It was for me. It was pretty much. Um, overcast and rainy the whole time I was there. Yeah. And uh, no, you're right. There is something different with the paint or the road or whatever it is that you can't see it. I remember when my mom and sister came out to visit, we went to go see a Rockies game, and I begged to let my mom drive, let me drive home, but she, we were in the rental car. Uh, yeah, and yeah. she's like, no, only I'm insured to right. be in the car. And I'm like, yeah, but you should let me drive. And so she's no, 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 I can't do that. And she, like, firsthand experienced it and kind of panicked oh, at yeah. one point on the freeway on I-25. Uh, and thankfully, it wasn't a long drive on I-25 before you get to 36, and the lines seem to be better on 36 than on yeah, I-25. Yeah, on 36, they're a lot better because the road's newer. Maybe I, that's, I, yeah, I, I mean, that's what that parts is. Parts of I-25 are still a little bit old, so I know there's a part on I-25, I white-knuckle if it's raining out and it's dark. It's right when you're at the that little Broadway and that little chicane that they have there that moves just a little bit. Well, and then you also you dip down, and then you, yeah. and then you go up, and then you dip down again. And yeah, that, that does worry you a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's right by Santa Fe. Yeah, it's, you know, you're gonna it's get crazy. you get one of those cars that doesn't have good traction, you know, or let their tires wear a little bit too much, and they start sliding around. It's like when you're driving in snow and you see somebody zoom past you at like 85 miles yeah. an hour, and you're like, I'm gonna go ahead and drop back another five miles an hour to let you get far enough ahead so that when you spin out and hit the wall, that you won't involve me in your wreck. Yeah, and it's I almost almost. 100%. I see those people another mile down oh, the road, yeah, yeah. and they're up against the median. And there's there's a ton of trash on I-25 in the median right now. I, I, oh, noticed, I, I noticed it driving up because one guy got over, and I was behind him, and there was a, there was a, like a lazy boy sitting there, and just tra- there, was, there was trash everywhere up to the 36 interchange, and I'm like, damn, they got to come out and clean this up. Don't these people know that I could use a new lazy boy? <laughs> All I got to do is deliver it, and I'd be happy to take it. I mean, what's wrong with these people? Uh, especially when I move here soon, I'm going to need right. something, you know. I'm still trying to figure out, I know this has nothing to do with sports, but how do you get, how big a couch can you get into an area like out there in my front there? In your front? Like, cause it's not, it's, it's pretty much the same kind of, it's the same buildings, right. you know, so right. it's, it's the same style. Right. So I'm trying to figure out, like, I mean, would you think you could get a seven-foot couch in the door? I mean, uh, the people who live here must have couches, right? Yeah. I've, I've never I, had anything but a love seat. No, no, no. You can get a couch in there. I remember we had to turn. If I remember right, we turned your love seat a couple different ways to get it through because it was your love seat is wide. If I remember right. Yeah, it is kind of a wider one. Yeah. But, so I'm just hoping I can actually. get I a think we split it up and, and we turned it because I helped you moved into here yeah. all those years ago. Been a long time. <laughs> and I've got these guys helping me move, and, and most of the stuff I'm actually throwing away. I mean, right. You know, so I mean, I'd say two thirds of my furniture is being thrown away because I don't really need it, and. uh Although, because yeah. I'm getting somewhere, I'm getting a bedroom set. That's, so, that's when know, I when I finally stuff. move out of veranda. I, my plan is just to throw away everything except for my lazy boy on my <laughs> desk. I don't right. need any of the other stuff. It's all it's. I've had it since 2011, and it's all beat up for when I had my dog and all that other oh, stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I, that couch I think I've had for at least 13 years, and I've had my yeah. and I've had my dresser since I was a kid. So it's about time I finally upgraded that. Yeah. Thing. So anyway, <laughs> but it just it is starting to worry me a little bit. I'm like, man, what if I buy stuff and it doesn't fit? Like, what do you do? You know, I mean, you return it, I assume, but yeah, it's like that. That would be such a bummer to like have to go back and get different stuff. But you don't really get a couch for less than that are sh- shorter than seven feet. You and don't. I'm thinking, 
I'm thinking they've they've got to be able to get him into these places, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, you get him in. I know when I uh, when I moved into the ballpark lofts, um, the couch that I bought at American Furniture Warehouse, we had to turn a couple. They had they had to turn a couple different ways to do it, I'm and thinking, then it just basically it was a big shove to get it through <laughs> the door finally. Right, like leave the wrapping stuff on it so it doesn't yeah, damage it. And then, exactly. Because those hallways are off, really tight. And I think if you can take off, like, hopefully, you, can, you know, maybe I'll get one where you can take off, uh, or most of you can take the legs off. Yeah. And so, like, we'll take the legs off. That'll save you two inches, three yeah. inches. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I always think about people who live in those. Uh, I could never live in one of these places. I did it one time. I'll never do it again, where you have, like, the long hallway with yeah. the doors to your apartments. Yeah. And some people like those because it's, like, extra security. It's harder to get in, you know, but... It, 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 I, I, that's nothing worse than having to walk by 20 doors to get out of your house. Oh, and yeah. also because how do you move into those places, man? Those well, hallways that, are so skinny. Well, that, that's how, that's like my place at Veranda, except I'm lucky because I have the first apartment. <laughs> right. Yours is on the edge. It's a lot different. Yeah. I, there was a special reason I picked that apartment. I was going to say, you're two steps away from the open area. Yeah. That's, I mean, who cares about that, right? I mean, plus that means you have only one neighbor, right? You don't have a neighbor on one side. I have a neighbor on one side, which they're a foreign couple that's are super nice to me. And then I used to have Tashea down below me. Um, and now there's somebody down there. But I've I'm in on the other side of your apartment. Yeah, there's though, only right? one person. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. And they're super nice. They have dogs, but I can only hear them if I go out in the hallway. I can't hear them in my apartment. So. Yeah. I, I, I'll i never understand dogs in an apartment. I mean, I love dogs to death. And the reason I don't have one is because I don't have a yard. Yeah. And, and that's, I'm yeah. happy to take a dog on the walk twice a day. There's no yeah. problem. It's it's the it's the 930 at night. I've already started to get into bed. Dog's got to pee. And now you got to go for a walk. Yeah, that's the other one. And I mean, I guess you could just like let them out here in the front here, but then you never know who's going to complain, and they'd be like, "Oh, you got to take them to the park." And it's exactly. like, yeah, the park's not a long ways away, but if you're halfway asleep, then it's yeah. a it's a journey. Now, now you're awake, and now it's like, <laughs> all right, I'm awake for another two hours. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you want to go ahead and uh, rail off the uh, sports trivia question? Yeah, I figured since we just had the NBA draft, this is a good one. Um, it's is uh, it's not a, it's an obvious one, but I mean. But you can narrow it down probably to four or five teams that fit into this category. So sports offensive trivia question of the week is, which team has the most number one picks overall in the draft? And which team has the most first round draft picks taken in the draft? So it's a two-part question. And they are not the same team. So make sure I'm, I'm, I'm getting the question right. Yep. The first one is, who's had the most number one picks overall in history? Yes. And then who's had the most number one picks in one single first round? Uh, no, no, no. I just uh, no, no. Who has the the overall number one pick? Who has the most number one, actual number one first pick of the draft? Okay. And then who has the most number one picks of the draft overall throughout history? And the number on that. So, like combined, all first round picks they've ever had? Yes. Oh Lord, I don't know how in the world it. <laughs> I'll be able to figure that one out. Well, if you, you you could break it down and think about the top, the big four, the big six schools overall. Is oh. is really if you think about it? Wait a minute. This is college teams. Well, yeah, because these are draft picks. So the college team that has the most number one picks, and the, that's what that oh. I, I think. Yeah, okay, I should I should have said that probably a little bit. Better. I was talking about I think an NBA team. Oh no, I was no, like, no. Well, who had the most number one picks? I think boy, Cleveland's had the most in the last. No, these are uh, who 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 who's come oh. out of college the most number one picks? Who comes out of college and the most overall num- number in the round of one oh, who has the wow. most picks? So like I said, you can narrow it down. And it just depends on which team okay. you pretty much pick. Um, be, I, I was actually kind of surprised at this because I thought it was the other team. No, I think I can come up with some decent guesses. Yeah. Though. So, yeah. okay. Um, I'm glad you told me it was college because I, I yeah, wasn't my, I, I, what I, 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 Like I said, I was having problems with my um, internet this morning, and I was trying to get it in 
to, to save everything. And I had to redo it because I, I dropped back out and I dropped back in. And I was like, I better reward that real quick. And then I dropped back out again. <laughs> Dude, my, uh, my company recently got purchased. And so we're changing our emails over. And right now I still have access to both emails. And I'm trying to get all my contacts to email me at the new one, right? Right. But the downside is because our Skype system is still on the old email, I have to leave that open. So it kind of messes with my Outlook. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess I don't have to use Outlook, but it, it's, it works better than anything else I've tried to use yeah. with my work email. And it is absolutely infuriating because you'll be in the real of writing, middle of writing an email. And let's say you're you know, uh, working collaboratively with two or three people on the email. Right. And then all of a sudden you look up and the email deleted the last four sentences because it like re- like cycled the system or something, and it yeah. flashes and it's gone. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where what did just that happened? Go? Why is no, that I, I know because my outlook right now um, has not uploaded my um, JP at the Sports Offensive email since uh, June 7th. So I have to take it into Microsoft down at uh, Park Meadows Mall and see what's going on with that. I would first just try uninstalling Microsoft, uh, not necessarily Outlook, but you could try doing that. Uh, the other thing would be to remove that email. Right, and, and then start over. I could call West Host too and see what's going on because it's yeah. it's trying to uh, connect to Gmail, which is our West Host is the server that we use right. for everything. Right, CHI. Yeah, um, so it's, it's it's trying to connect to that, and it just won't connect. Hmm. So I'm not quite sure. <laughs> maybe check and see if the the address has changed from the host site. I don't know. It, it might have. I like I said, I, the, those emails come um, those emails come into that one for anything on West Host, so I don't even know if I'm getting emails. Gotcha. And I also worry about uh, my Gmail account, right? Because now Gmail, every time you get a message and it starts to give you like pseudo responses and things like that, like it'll like start, it like give you like, like one click responses, like, yes, that'll work. Or I want both or whatever. So mm-hmm. you're like, well, obviously you're reading my emails. Yeah. So hopefully nothing illicit comes through my emails that you can hold me account. Oh to. yeah. Yeah. And, um, not only that, when you're like doing the predictive like typing thing, it's like, don't do that because now everyone's gonna start sounding robotic because everyone's gonna have the exact same thing, you know, mm-hmm. or, or saying the same thing. Careful, you're starting to eat some oh yeah tinfoil there. So, um, know, anyway, a little extra protection there. <laughs> a little, a little, a little. Yeah, just give you a little zip, you know, mm-hmm. to give you a little spark to the uh, little little spice of the burrito. <laughs> so, um, and thank you for bringing the burritos. Thank you again. Those are Santiago's make, burritos. Always make Saturday wonderful. Yes, it does. They I, they know me when I come in. And he's like, oh, Diet Coke. I mean, he's like, four, okay. I've got like five people at my work who live near Santiago's on their way to work. And like, I'm constantly like, so if you decide to go, just text me, you know, we'll give you the Venmo. And they're like, they're like, Oh, I don't want to go in the morning. It's always busy. And you're like, they have a drive through, you know, it's like, what are you talking about? But then my commute to work is only about four minutes. I was going to say you're right over here. Yeah, no, I, that may be changing though. We may be moving yeah. locations. And it's like, if you move us to South Aurora, then oh, uh, I'll be looking for another job. Yeah. That's a, that's a hike for you from up here. Oh dude. There, and traffic is absolutely horrible. We have two people that, that come up here, come up to where I work from Aurora and even the ones that take like E four seventy and spend a fortune, they're like it's still horrible. Oh god, yeah. It's just such a long drive. It is, you know. It is. And but I'm always I'm always amazed when people do long drives that they don't make a lot of money. You're like, Are you really driving that far to make, you know <laughs> See my my dad when he before he retired in Jersey, uh he worked for Jersey Central Power and Light, which turned into First Energy. You know, he was um safety something of all northwest New Jersey and he drove an hour and a half to work, but yeah, he made great money. So and for him, it was worth it. And he did it for 20 plus 30 years almost. Wow. Well, some people, you know, tell me that they love um, having the, um, like doing the audio books mm-hmm. or other people have said, you know what? I don't get any alone time at home. 
So the drive, my 40-minute drive is great because I actually get to be alone and do it, listen to whatever I want to listen to. Exactly, just, yeah. Just be alone with my thoughts or, you know, I live alone, so I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Right, but right. I can see how if you're like, oh, man, as soon as I get home, it's going to be go, 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 go. I can see you being like, you know, I want a little time to re- relax. But Exactly. In which case, I'd rather take the bus or, uh, you know, or the tram or something. Um, I saw Boulder is trying to sue Denver to make them uh, – abide by their original commitment and get the light rail mm, up here okay. and through to Boulder because it was supposed to be done about five years ago. Yeah, it, it and, was. <laughs> and now they're saying funding-wise it's going to be like 2029 like yeah, or 2050. Or, they pushed it a long ways out. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like 2050, so it's yeah. way out there. And it's like, if we just crossed $1 billion in tax revenue from marijuana. Why? Are, how about you sink you know, a few hundred million into fixing oh, exactly. the light rail? I mean – I yeah, go saying. to a CU game, I'd hop right on the light rail and head right up there. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. If there was one like right by the first bank center over there, yeah. a light rail station, dude, I could go. I would be so much happier to go to sporting events because my yeah. literally the thing that drives me the most nuts about sporting events is the driving and the travel and the parking. Oh God, yeah, it's it's, it's and, horrible. And you have to stay sober to get home. Yeah. And it's like, hey, if I can go ahead and get loaded the game, and I mean, not loaded, but but hey, you get strict. They are strict. I mean, yeah, point oh two. You're you're getting a long, you're getting a bad sentence, and that's not even a that's not even a DUI. It's a DWAI. DWAI. It's actually but, unless they lowered it, but it was a point oh five at, at DWAI. Oh, it was a point oh five. Okay, well, 0. 0. I, that makes sense. I think they did yeah. raise it like two times. But I remember my buddy got it up in Gunnison like twelve, fifteen, twenty years ago, and it was but like point oh two. Well, at point oh two, if you cause the accident, they they can say that your ability was influenced. They have the right to do that. You'd have to get a good lawyer to get you. So out if you of get it. in a wreck, you're going to be found like liable. Yeah. Okay. That's well. that's the whole thing. And then this state changed their laws with with DUIs and everything, which you know some might say it's for the, the 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 good, some might say it's for the bad, some might say it's too strict. Multiple DUIs now are felony DUI, which you're you know you're going to spend a year in jail. So you know the whole fact is is call a cab, call Uber, don't drink and drive, and if you drive, don't drink. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's but, and that's the thing. That's why I wish that's, I had the yeah. Life. I know, and that's and when I cover sporting events, like you know, we have the Outlaws coming up here on the 27th and July 4th for their games at Mile High. I'll actually I'll park in the parking lot, and I actually cover the games. I'll take pictures, put them up on Instagram, nice. so on and so forth. I hang out by JoJo, so you know when Should he's be a good time. Yeah, when he's banging the drum. So that's <laughs> the same day I'll be moving. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Be a fun day. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about, and you know, it's kind of a I don't mind riffing because it's kind of a slow sports time. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've just—I mean, I know we just had the NBA draft and, right. and, and NHL draft, uh, but let's let's be honest. I mean, those players are not going to start playing in, for a few more months. So they aren't. Um, and the biggest thing is free agency right now, and right. the talk of the town of you know who's got the cap space and so on and so forth. But you know, we're all we're a little bit ways out. You know, there's, there's the players have to commit to like July sixth, July seventh, July eighth, July ninth of well, doing that. Even crazier is how many of these trades that are happening. Like it was, it was kind of confusing when you're watching the draft on TV because it would say it's so and so's pick, and you're like, I thought they traded that pick to so and so, and because these trades are agreed to in principle but can't be done right. until a certain expiration date of contract or a rollover date of right. like July 8th or something yeah. like that, they can't complete the trades. Uh, yeah, and that's so that's the funny thing. Confusing. That's the weird thing. Yeah, just like what a weird rule. And they don't announce uh, all the um, the players of the year, all the other awards until you know July. <laughs> is, yeah. is the other thing. Yeah, just like that. That seems like an easy fix. Yeah, but. You know what? NBA does things pretty well, I think. At this they point do. Time, Adam so. Silverman is a really good commissioner. And you know what? You got to remember. I mean, we remember. You remember? Or excuse me. I think you would remember that NBA. That was like the all criminal league 
for oh god like yeah. a five or ten year period and it was rampant like every yeah. i mean spreewell was like kind of the you know one of the head cases but you know uh before you know ron artest became meta say, world peace, meta peace. And that was the, that's the biggest that's the funniest one the most he ironic from, yeah he goes he goes from the the the, the bad boy ron artest to meta world peace <laughs> yeah well, you gotta change your image right when you're, i think you're trying to get the new lady so i'll tell you what man that's changing an image is one thing but, one of that is another. <laughs> but I mean, props to the NBA. I mean, you do not hear. No, you don't. Me, you and, don't hear much. That's Adam Silverman. He's a really good commissioner. And he's a very smart guy. So he, yeah, you know, definitely. he he really knows the 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 direction of that league needs to go and the globalization of the product. He reminds me a lot of Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he. Uh, yeah. He doesn't always make popular decisions, right. but you can see he's saying, look, we're getting ahead yeah. of this. Like the whole thing with the protest of the national anthem, right? Mm-hmm. He got ahead of it. He's like, we absolutely support anybody's like viewpoint on things, and right. you're free to speak how you want, or you won't be punished by the league, but we do require you in your contract yep. to, res- you know, to be standing and be respectful, mm-hmm. and I am on board with that. You know, I'm all about the the free speech and stuff like that. But if your contract with your employer says you can't do something, right. you sign the contract of your own volition to get the money. You abide by the contract, or yeah. you can be fired. Yeah, that, that that's hundred percent true. I mean, if you signed on the dotted line and there's something in there that says you cannot do this, you can't do it. Hey, my boss says <laughs> I can't wear flip flops to the office. If I keep wearing flip flops to the office, I'm going to get fired. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll happen quick, but I would eventually get fired. Yeah. So it's like, you know, or it's also like when people complain about, uh, oh, I said something on Twitter and got banned and that wasn't fair. And then I got fired. And, you know, you got to think if you are in a visible position to your employer, then you could cost them money. Yeah. And if you cost them money, they're not going to want to keep you. And that's what's happened that, you know, that will yeah. happen in sports as well as anything else. Why mm-hmm. not? Because, you, you know, it's a brand. It's just like everybody who's trying to make their own brand, and you don't want to screw up your own brand because then you won't make money. You exactly. Know? LeVar, uh, LeVar, <laughs> LeVar Ball is now, like, I think, banned from ESPN after what he was saying. about I wanted to go to New Orleans all, all this time, and that's why I threw things out there. And right. I, like, he was, like, shut up. Right after saying, <laughs> biggest mistake the Lakers will ever make, and you'll never win another title. You know, and it was like, or like Dan Gilbert saying, yeah. you know, when LeBron left, oh, we'll win a title before LeBron. Well, LeBron won two or three, and then he came back and won one with you. Right. And that was the next one that you won. So, you know, it, but I get it. You know, people get hurt. They they lash out. But, you know, and then I think I think going forward, we're kind of going to hit that point where generation gets smarter and people get smarter about social media. Like people are going to stop like how I, it'll never cease to amaze me when people send uh, a partner a racy photo or a nude photo or right. genitalia photo of any kind and don't think that's going to somehow get out. Right, it's like right, right. once it's on the cloud, man, it's, it's there. there. So <laughs> just don't do it. People think that their phones are private. It's like, dude, your phone's not private. No, not at all. Anything on your phone can be taken. Don't be fool. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can, it, whether they or not can they're... access anything on your phone that yeah. they want to. Yeah. Now, I mean, that company may not let the cops see it without a fight, right. but they're going to see it, you know. So, uh, and somebody else could hack into it and take right, it, like right. all those celebrities that have their things stolen. Uh, one I saw that was interesting was this lady. She's an actress that I'm not familiar with, but she has a number of roles. Um, but I guess she had sent some nude photos, and so she, this person, like hacked her, and then was like threat or a ransom wearing her to get them back, or he was going to release them uh, on the internet or on social media right. or whatever, just like release them to the world. And so she ended up releasing them and saying, "Screw you, you know, fine if you're going to do that anyway, then I'm just going to release them myself, and you're not oh, getting a dime." Go. And I thought, "Wow, props to her. That's awesome." And what was funny was. She didn't really have much of a didn't have a very good figure, right. and so I thought, why would why was the guy trying to ransom? It's like you know, if someone's not 
traditionally, like quote unquote, traditionally attractive, right? Which we all have our own preferences on things. Well, yeah. But if a person is not like you know, like just like the the quote unquote, you know, traditional attractiveness thing, then why would those photos be such a big deal? Because then it's going to be attraction is going to be much more on a personal level, and so you're not going to have people like you know clamoring to see these, and also you're not going to make money releasing them, are you? I mean, I guess maybe if you release them to a certain like a, what was that one site that used to do for all the movies, Mister Skin or something? Oh, I. There was that one. It was, it was always it was always movie scenes right. that had nude, nudity in them. Stuff no, I, I I remember which one you're talking about. I haven't seen it for in ages though. Yeah, I think it was. They, they used to reference it on that. Uh, what was the movie with Seth Rogen and he gets that girl pregnant? Um, I can't remember her name. She used to be on. Uh, oh boy. I think she was on a hospital show like the. Which one was McDreamy on? What was that thing called? Sandra uh, Sandra O oh was on it. Oh goodness, I Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy. That's right. So uh, anyway, I, I, completely <laughs> off topic, but I, I forgot we were even talking about. But anyway, uh, but one issue that came up, and I'm saying that we've got some, you know, got a little bit of leeway yeah. uh, in terms of time, is so this came up on the radio, and I was listening to it the other day, and I was driving home from work, and I didn't agree with a number of things that people were saying. It was a fairly conservative radio show, but the point that they were making initially, I thought, was a really interesting. Which, which one. radio show were you listening to? Just to start off, I want to. So it was on 600 AM, and it was right after like Sean Hannity had just okay. ended. So I think it might be who's the guy who does the economic stuff for AO at KO50. Oh Al, boy, a, Al Rosen? No, not Al Rosen. No, um, no, no, no. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of the name a, off the top of my head. He's a he's pretty hardcore right on like fiscal policy, right? And he's been on the wrong radio for a long time out here. I, I know who you're talking about. I can't uh, think of his name. I want to say Rosen, but I, I I Mike Rosen maybe. It might be Mike Rosen, not so, Al Rosen. Anyway, even though I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff, he's he's I think he's a good host, and yeah. uh, so I do like listening to his show time to time. I think it's always good to to listen to people who are good at their craft to yeah. try and get better at what we do, mm-hmm. you know. And they had this very interesting uh, issue that came up, and I'll, I want to go through the three issues real quick that they covered, and then I'd like to just kind of see like when, how we kind of feel about mm-hmm. three of them. So uh, it was about transgender uh, athletes in high school. Yes, and, and it's actually high school and college because ESPN did this, uh, a similar article on the whole thing too. But this – this is, I mean, it, it bleeds into college, college but, but this yeah. specific lawsuit that they were talking about and issue uh, only centers around, centers around high school mm-hmm. players. And so what it basically is is um, it was talking about these transgender um, – and I, and I got to be honest. I'm not sure if I know the right way to say it. Like if you're a transgender girl, does that mean that you were a boy – or a man, and now you now you identify as a female, or does that mean that you were a female and have transitioned to a male? I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's trans to what you became. Trans to what you become, because um, okay. they're talking about um, girl. Because well, these are high school kids, so boys. If I, so if I say a trans, trans girl, it means it was a, it was a, yeah. a male that's now yes. identifying as a female. Yes. Okay, so those are the ones that they were they were referring to. They right. weren't. They it, this is only specific in that one direction. Yeah. So the first question I had on that is 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 it should there be a double standard in this in this sense? And why I say that is the lawsuit basically is alleging that it's not fair for a trans girl to compete against other girls in a sport because they're going to have the benefit of male um, muscle muscle structure and bone structure and things like that that will give them more strength and possibly more speed 
um, depending on whatever the, the you know the event is or the or the sport that we're competing yeah. in. So that was the first question we'll have is is should there be a double standard? Now usually you don't want double standards in life, but I think this is one where you could kind of say maybe a double standard does work. I I and, would agree with you on that one because if you look at the pictures of the athletes that are competing, there is a distinct difference in the athletes um, when you talk about muscle tone, um, bone structure, uh, muscle memory. I mean, these, these transgender athletes at the high school level are, are getting those hormones as, as a male, and now they're transgendering into a female. Um, so I do think that does give them the competitive advantage, because I know the one girl uh, won her state title in one of the events. Um, so I do think there is a competitive advantage there from going from a male to transgendering into a female. And maybe it does depend on how long you've been taking transition mm-hmm. drugs because or hormones. Let's right. say you've only been doing it for a year or less than a year. You're still going to have a male's physique for the most part. Yes. Even if you've exercised, died, and done corsets and other things to try and, and transition your body to a more female shape, you're still going to have the increased musculature. Yeah, that a man yeah. has for at least for a time period, right? Especially as mm-hmm. in puberty, as you're yeah, and because we're talking about growing. high school and puberty here. Sure. So, uh, so obviously, you have people at different levels anyway, right? Yeah. Some guys are going to be um, very mature as a freshman. Others don't even do it until they're a sophomore in high school. Oh, so, yeah, or yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm college. Yeah. So we had a running back, uh, Jonathan Linton, out of Catasauqua. Uh, as a freshman, he was uh, probably six foot three, two twenty five. As a freshman, and he went right to the varsity level <laughs> and. Good Lord, he was a monster. I think I got to be taller in freshman year than I got to be my whole <laughs> life. That's not fair. But, but yeah, no, it, you know, it, it brings up the interesting question, because I did hear the ESPN debate. I wish I would have heard the, the, the radio show you listened to um, about, you know, is, is there, should there be the double standard in this? Just because of, especially at the high school level, with the hormones and the growth level, I mean, they're peaking at their growth levels right now. So are you transgendering from a male to a female at the height of your male growth level? But then that begs the other question. Now, should we be concerned about a trans boy? Because now you're talking about a, a gender, you know, an, an originally gendered female right. who's going to have the less muscle structure and maybe taking hormones to try and adjust, and, and adjust for that now with the testosterone and things like that. But they are going to be competing against men who are more naturally strong. Right. So is that a big deal? I mean, that that seems like less of a problem. That seems like less of a problem. But now you open up the door to, you know, what kind of hormones are you getting? And does that violate any drug policies, drug testing? That's policies. a huge. That, that's the well, one I didn't thing. Think of that. That's question. the that's one. A great one. When, when I heard this, when I first heard this story and I thought of it going the other way, like we, you, like you just said, going what acts because I don't know what what people get in. In um, when when you when you're going to change from a male to a female, or female to a male, I don't know what kind of hormones they give you. I don't know if when, when you're a female to a male, is it testosterone and this and that and so on and so forth. And you know, does that violate drug policies? Right. Because there are drug policies in high schools um, about uh, you know PED, not whatever the you know whatever at the, the whatever level of you know school they are. And if you want to go even to a crazier level, not involving trans, but what if you had testicular, testicular cancer as a as a young adult, mm-hmm. had to have your testicles removed, and you now have to supplement the uh, uh, hormones you should have been getting from you know from I think the things come from your testes. So uh, you know maybe you're not getting testosterone, so then you have to inject it. So mm-hmm. then that's another question. Now is that person violating? Yeah, that's that's a really good question too. You know, there's a lot of there's a when when because this is a very a very 
um, recent topic that's been brought up because sure. this, this one person did win a state championship in one event. Um, that I think we're going to see more of this start coming out because mm-hmm. this one, it's, this is up in Connecticut. If I remember we're talking up in Connecticut. No, this is a lawsuit in Colorado. Oh, this is Colorado. I'm yeah. sorry. I, the one I'm thinking of is in Connecticut. I think there's, yeah, I think there's quite a few there's going on. There's quite a few going on. Um, but I think we're going to see this happening more and more uh, coming out. And the, the other question I'm going to have here is where are these people getting the money to do this chance rendering operation? Because uh, it can, can't be cheap. No, I, I can't think insurance is picking it up. That would depend on the insurance, probably. So it depends on how nice of insurance you get, right. how big of premiums you're paying. I mean, like the insurance I have with my employer, I don't pay a huge premium. I pay like about two hundred a month or right. so, but my employer is paying like four hundred, so it's like a six hundred dollar premium right. just for me. So that kind of stuff, I mean, I don't know. It depends on how nice your insurance is, and I don't. Again, I don't know how that stuff works either. Yeah, I, but then, I just don't. Know. I think it's, the same thing about when you see like a fifteen year old who's got obviously fake boobs you're like well how the hell did you afford fifteen thousand dollars your parents paid for it yeah how did you why did your parents pay for that when you're 15 you know it's like i think parents will do things for their kids yeah. and so i'm thinking that these kids who come out of trance if their parents are supportive um then they probably are willing to shoulder some of that cost well that's a conversation to have with your mom and dad <laughs> boy that would be <laughs> tough yeah. yeah that would be a tough i mean like i always thought about that you know if you had a kid and they came out as gay or trans it's like i would i i can't imagine that i wouldn't support my child no right. matter what because they're my child um and you'd be like you know I, you need to be who you are you need to be happy in life you can't be you don't want you to be miserable in life right but then there is that you know that slight tinge right where it's like oh it's just not going to be traditional right and you know does tradition matter well depends on the person you know i mean the fiddler on the roof that was all about tradition right the whole that the whole play is about or the whole musical is about yeah. you know following tradition and breaking tradition and a lot of times breaking tradition is so good so it's you know but i mean i i i don't think that i would personally have a big issue with it at all but i can see why for some people who really just wanted a traditional family or traditional life might have an issue with yeah. it but you know i think we're i think we're moving to a point where people are becoming more accepting of, of different things. Mm-hmm. But back to this issue here is, you know, the other question is, is like, should it be allowed? Like, should there, should you allow trans folks to compete in the sport that they're transitioning to? And what happens when you have the issue? Like, and again, I'm not trying to uh, defend anyone's actions one way or another. I'm just trying to think of topics or, or times when this would come up. But I can see and I think I remember a time when a boy who was number one ranked in wrestling for mm-hmm. his conference in high school mm-hmm. and the number two com- like number two contender was actually a trans uh, trans boy. Mm-hmm. And so he refused to fight in a title match saying, I won't fight against a girl. Mm-hmm. Now, Aside from using the wrong like pronoun or whatever, I do kind of understand his viewpoint because let's say you go out there and you're like, well, you know what, he's you know trans and this is the he's the number two contender, so I'm gonna fight him to I want to win the title. Right. How much ridicule do you think that they might face from? I mean, because we know how it is online these days. All the wimps are big time bros on you know on internet, right? They're all right, tough right. guys on the internet. How many people are going to just lambast him, especially people who are not fans of his, for fighting against saying, you know, you just fought a girl. You know, you beat up a girl. You know, I can see how that would be an issue, even if it's not accurately – it's not an accurate slight. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, asking anybody who's famous about the slights they get that have nothing to do with them. You know, it's like 
it's people calling somebody the N-word. They're like, I'm not black. You know, it's right. like, but they're still going to call them that because they're going to try and make them feel bad. Or, you know, like or like the, one of the favorite ones online right, it was, is the term cuck, which is super stupid. It, it just shows how pathetic the people who use the term are. But you can tell it's going to drive some people crazy. Cause I don't gonna, know what you – Oh, cuck? So yeah. cuck is a term used on right-wing – uh, message boards and right-wing sites and alt-right that, stuff. That was oblivious to me. And <laughs> what it means is so cuckold is a kind of porn. Oh, we all, I know that. Okay. <laughs> well, so people who don't know what cuckold is, cuckold is essentially when a man watches his woman be um, have sex with another man in some capacity, right? So that's what yeah. cuckold is. The short, the the short term for it is cuck. And now alt-right media people or alt-right folks will use that term to try and slander somebody that they think oh, okay. is being a wimp. Or, or or if, if someone's a liberal, they'll just say that they're a cuck. You know, oh, you're okay. obviously a cuck, and it's like. Well, when you okay. say cuck, my friends, my, my my friend Brian Cucker's name is his his, <laughs> his nickname is cuck. He's big cuck, but his nickname's cuck. What's up, cuck? But so, but my entire point with that is, you just know some people are going to be ruthlessly aggressive just yeah, just yeah. to be assholes. I mean, there are well, people course. out there who just want to be assholes. The same people who were assholes in high school because they just wanted attention and they couldn't get attention for anything they actually did, so they got attention by being an asshole, you know. Yeah. And I mean, just hell, you know, play people like that now, yeah. you know, coworkers or or whatever's. Um so you know you're going to face that kind of um backlash. So it's like it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like if you're respectful and say no, I'm gonna go ahead and fight them because they're the number one contender and and we're in the sport and they identify as a male, so we're all good. You know, you're gonna hit it. You're gonna hear it from those people saying that you're fighting a girl. Or if you say, well, I don't feel right doing this because to me, you know, they are technically still in this point, even though they're transitioning, they are still a female to me, and so I'm fighting against a female and I feel like that's not right. I feel like I'm fighting a girl. Now you're going to get smashed from the other side saying, right. well, you're not recognizing their their identity and you're not respecting their rights and you're not treating them equal and you know. I just I can see how you almost can say we shouldn't allow it just because of all all the hoopla. But then on the flip side, it's like when they talked about how integrating the military was going to cause the same problems, right? Back in the, yep. in the like the mm-hmm. way way back, you know. And it was like, well, we can't let the the minorities and the whites in the same area in the army because you know it'll disrupt things. And it's like, well, it did. And it got stronger because of it, and now it and now our we're, our military is better. Yeah, said the same thing about women integrating into the military, and again, now our military is better. Right, I so, remember that was a really hot spot way back in what was that? Way ninety three seven somewhere in oh, there. The, well, that was the gay one. That was the don't ask, so, don't yeah, tell. Yeah, one. don't yeah. ask, don't tell. And so, uh, you know, it's just I can see. Even though I know at some point we're just going to have to just it just has to be dealt with. Well, and I, I think that's the problem is that there isn't like a there isn't a standard set of rules yet. Right, and then I know this. Uh, I uh, growing up where I grew up it was a wrestling hotbed, and there were some in the you know going into like junior high, some girls that still did wrestle, actual girls that wrestled. And so they just wrestled in the men's. Yeah, because you didn't have a women's, right? Right. Yeah. So there were some people that wouldn't wrestle them, and there's some people that would. So you know, it just comes down to you know if you feel comfortable or if you don't feel comfortable. Because I know um, I know someone that did going out and wrestle one and i know someone that didn't want to go out and wrestle one i think that happened this year in colorado in one of the lower class uh state championships there was a girl that was really good and i know i think the one kid didn't want to um go, didn't didn't he, he didn't feel comfortable wrestling her. and this is when you were in high school or this was just this recently is, whoa this is way back and then the one from colorado was i think just recently i no, i remember I was trying to see it like like did you know those guys though oh i knew yeah yeah so do you remember what the reaction was I mean, back then, I'm sure people were probably much more 
on the side of well, the, you know, the one, separating. The but. one that didn't want to wrestle didn't want to lose to her. Um, and then the one, that, <laughs> the one that did wrestle wrestled her and won. So it's like, you know, she's going to be out there. If, you, if they want to be out there, well, you're going to be out there. I'll be damned. That's another one I never even thought of. How, <laughs> what, what is the ridicule you might face losing to a girl? Yeah. And, I, 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 I can remember that one instance very well because it's, it's someone I know very well. Of course, if you ridicule that person, <laughs> be like, why don't you step in the ring with her? Let's see how yeah. you do, because obviously she's pretty fucking good yeah. at what she's doing. So um, anyway, just, you know, it's just an interesting it, it, it just I thought it was an interesting topic to try to figure out, like, what do you do? No, you know, it, it is. And we're going to see this more and more um, coming through this uh, this next couple of years with uh, the more um, uh, I I apologize. I'm going to get this wrong. The the gay, lesbian, transgender, the GBL, what, whatever. So the, it's the acronym. lesbian, bi, gay, transgender, queer. I think it's LGBTQ. Now they all. I think they've added P and A on there. Yeah. I don't know what those two stand for, and, then, and I'm I, honestly getting a little confused at that point. I, I am too, and I don't want to disrespect anyone out there that that. Had, I think that, the P may be for pansexual, which means you're open to like sex with. I don't know if it's any gender, any other gender, including all the genders outside of male and female, or if it includes like other. I don't. I I really don't know. You kind of lose me at a couple, you know, letters in there at some point. But I don't want to offend anybody. But as as we get more and more of this, um, of these people, you know, doing what they want to do and live the the way they want to live, we're going to see this more and more, and it's going to it's going to become a hot topic. And I think the generations that are coming up now, especially the children uh, or the you know school age kids that are growing Mm -hmm. up now. I think these people are becoming I – mean, every generation becomes more accepting of what yeah. was not accepted the generation before. Like the generation before ours was pretty much look, still looked down on um, people who were black and maybe people who were Mexican, but mostly mm-hmm. people who were black. Then that kind of – you know, I mean I'm, that certainly hasn't gone away, but that kind of faded a bit, and it transitioned more to um, Muslim types or Arab yeah. or Persian. And then that you know, is kind of taking a step back now. Now it's kind of more into the – um, LGBT, you know, mm-hmm. and so it does keep moving. It just keep rolling. And uh, I've told the story I think before, just really, really quick. My grandfather, who I just thought was one of the one of the most wonderful people in the world. I mean, he's so generous and so kind mm-hmm. and and everything. Never heard him say a mean world word to anyone my entire life. And when I was staying with him one weekend or one week, my parents were out of town, and it was on Thursday, and Grandpa was always like, oh, put whatever you want on the TV, you know, we'll watch what you want to watch, I don't care, and so I put on the Cosby show, you know, I was was young, I was probably in, I don't know, sixth grade or something like that, and I'll never forget my grandpa, about, you know, like three or four minutes into the show, my grandpa goes, is this an all-colored show? And I went, Grandpa, and he went, is it? And I was like, well, yeah, and he's like, oh, okay, I was just wondering, and I mean, he had seen Sanford and Son, and he had seen... Um, right. You know, some shows, older shows that were that were all African-American cast. So, I mean, it wasn't like he'd never seen that before. But I think it just I think it just go to show kind of the generational thing. Right. 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 It was still it's, kind of a surprise to him mm-hmm. to see that. That's, and, that's how he grew up, you know, when he, when, he, when he looked at it. It comes it goes back to kind of like the Twitter things like that kid who uh, got kicked out of Harvard. Uh, he's one of the Parkland survivors. But instead mm-hmm. of being one that wanted gun rules or gun control, he's the opposite. He was very much in favor of the Second Amendment and about you know protections and right. things like that. Well, one of his study group partners um, sent screenshots to Harvard of a group Google Doc they were using in a study group, mm-hmm. and he made some fairly um, bigoted comments towards Jews and towards black well, folks. I didn't hear about and this. They ended up rescinding his um, offer to attend Harvard. Oh wow! And so now people are you know kind of up in arms. 
And he's saying this isn't fair. This isn't the person I am now. This is the person I was at a different time. And even then, it was this was all a joke. We were trying to outdo each other in terms of offensive stuff to you know for for laughs one time. And it was yeah, it was dumb. But I was only sixteen. On this kid, I'm not so super sympathetic because he's only eighteen now, or maybe right. nineteen. It's like, well, dude, that was two years ago. How much have? But you know, you do change, right? Well, I mean, and, bring that back into the sports realm. Uh, Josh Allen from the QB from Wyoming that went to Buffalo. Mm. Um, you know, they found tweets and and stuff from when he was like fourteen with some um, <clears throat> off the wall comments that he had to apologize to his teammates for and saying, you know, it. it I was a kid. I, I wasn't really knowing what I was saying and so on and so forth. I, I don't know if you remember that, mm-hmm. but, and you know, your prefrontal cortex <laughs> is not done growing until you're like 22. Right. So you're going to have some, you're going to make, you're going to say dumb stuff. And I mean, my God, if everything we ever did said or wrote was, oh. was on media and, and captured, all of us would be like, Oh, I better be oh, careful yeah. about ever talking <laughs> about this, you know? Cause yeah, you vote. There's always that time when you got loaded and you made offensive jokes, or you know, you got you were in a safe a, a group of people that you felt very safe with. Right. Maybe you said something that you probably shouldn't have said, or whatever. And I mean, it doesn't have to be racist. It could be anything. Right. It could just be about a person individually. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I don't I don't really have a huge problem with the thing. It's just a couple of years ago and being like, hey, you know what? This you're responsible for that. You just did this. I do have a little bit of a problem with these people, and I know that you know, it kind of hit home for you with that one lady, lady who sang the national anthem, or God, God bless America for the Phillies, and then yeah, take the, 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 the Flyers, the Flyers, yeah, and they, you know, because then they found that she had sung uh, some somewhat bigoted songs, right? And I think, well, and the worst part about that one was is is they're showing a replay of her in the '70s singing it, where Lauren Hart, who does it now does a duet with her over the videotron is uh, that's the that's the weirdest thing for so me you can like, no longer have the the dual yeah and that that that's the, the part for me it's like you know this is a it, it, and i don't want to go real off topic here um that was one of those things where it's like all right you're putting her up on the jumbotron because she did this in the 70s and she was this whatever she did before and whatever she sang but she's doing a duet with lauren hart right now and there's no disrespect meant from it at all it's just a tradition that's been going on for years for the flyer. Well, and there's there are two little things on that. One is, is it really fair to get that upset at someone for doing something that was well within societal norms? Right. Doesn't mean it was right, but it was the norm. It was the norm back then. So and not everyone's going to bug the norm. Humans tend to go along. That's just part of being a human. And so if everyone around you is calling something something, you're probably going to start calling them that until you get knowledge, until well, you, I just, guess you could say, woke. You know, just, but Just think about how far back we can go and pick apart any person in the course of history right. for something they've said or did. I mean, I guess you can I mean, you could probably say even as back as far as like 1900, well, if you, know, if you were in favor of slavery, then you were kind of an asshole. You know, but that has nothing to do with it being black people. It had to do with the fact that if you think it's okay for a person to be a slave, you're kind of an asshole. But then you go back another hundred years, people ventured into what was called indentured servitude. They actually did it on purpose. They said, I will become your slave in exchange for, Mm -hmm. you know, getting me to America or in America, giving me food, lodging and housing for 10 years. I'll be your slave. I mean, it was a way to make something happen, to get out of a worse situation and get into something better. So. Anyway, I know that kind of delved off into a, an, another topic, but I, I do think it is important yeah. that we respect the fact that sometimes norms are going to be hard. They are hard to change because they become ingrained. And we have made huge strides as a society in this country into becoming more accepting of LGBTQ, right? right? I mean, yes. Matthew Shepard or 
was it Matthew Shepard, the guy that up in Wyoming, it was like right after I first oh, moved to Colorado, oh, that he, got, was, uh, you know, he got. Yeah, his name was Matthew. I don't know what his last name was. I'm, I, yeah, I'm almost positive Shepard was the last it name. It sounds about right. And I don't know if the Boys Don't Cry, if that was a movie based on that character. I don't think it was. I think uh, it was kind of loosely based on the theme. I think it was loosely based on. But uh, what's-her-name won the Academy Award yeah. for it, uh, Million Dollar Baby. Um, oh, boy. You're better with movies than me. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. I, she's one of my favorite actors. Uh, Hillary Swank. Okay, yeah. Um, and, you know, she, she, she was fantastic in that movie. Um, again, I don't think it was a, a fact-based movie about that incident. I think it was just taking those themes. It was based on a story, based but, on a some of the story. I think so, but yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't want to loosely, disrespect loosely. how it was done, yeah. but you know, kind of like the act was um, mm-hmm. for for Hulu. Anyway, um, you know, uh, again, I just let's not let's not let's not destroy let's not destroy legacies for something that someone did that was accepted at the time. It doesn't mean it was right, right. but it means it was accepted. Mm-hmm. And you know what? People, like I said, humans just kind of go along. They mm-hmm. want it. They want to, you know, you've got the contrarians, you've got the ones that have their own opinions. I'm kind of a person like that, but mm-hmm. I also recognize that most people want to feel safe in being with the group. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how a lot of things form. It's why we have a country because people wanted to be, feel safe in a group, you know? So um, anyway, going back to that, to the trans thing, the last thing is, and this is the, the, the part of the discussion they had on the radio that I really disagreed with, but right, I, was, right. I was curious your take on it because I could be completely wrong on this. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying, what the the reason the lawsuit needs to go forward and hopefully to the Supreme Court is that what's going to happen is boys who are not good enough to get scholarships to play, let's say, um, men's baseball mm-hmm. will then identify. And this is where I kind of this is where I don't like this is where I kind of disagree with with kind of the other side of the aisle on these things um, that they just kind of talk about people who will just identify just willy nilly. And I'm like, I don't think that happens. I don't think people just willy-nilly say, oh, I'm a woman right now, so I can go use this bathroom. I don't right. think that happens. I don't think that's even right. accepted I, anywhere. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody's going to fall for that kind of thing. But they were saying, you know, what are these boys that can't get into the baseball team, so I'm going to identify as a female so I can get a scholarship from the softball team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To me, this is a red herring. This is a ridiculous length down the road, never could happen kind of thing that they're trying to use to over um, – you know, to um, uh, trying to think of the word, and I can't. It's when you exa- hyperbole mm-hmm. to try to get their case moving. You know, and it, it bothers me because those first two questions I think are really important questions. They matter. They yeah. matter for what we're doing. This last one to me is an insult to say that you're actually going to have a. I mean, you really think a guy is going to walk into school tomorrow and say, um, "I'm a girl now because I want to play softball." Well, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to like show that you're trying. right. You're, you, you'd have to show that you just can't walk in as a crossdresser and say, "I want to play softball because I think I'm a girl now." I, you'd have to show that you're transgendering, and I'm sure that there's guidelines that are set in place for these people, or the, not these people, but you know, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're that came that came out wrong. No, <laughs> but, um, no, it's not. You know, you, that's, I, I understand. Yeah, you're not but if that. there's guidelines, so, you know, just like we have guidelines in place for you know, um, you know, just the, your age and, you know, you, you 13 lacrosse, which we're coming up in the world series of youth lacrosse, um, you know, your age or a height limit, maybe in little league baseball or the cutoff date of your, your birthday in baseball, um, you know, to play little league or whichever that's league huge. you want. Yeah. So, world series. That's huge. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's, 
you'd have to prove that you are transgendering, and there has to be a, 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 a limit of how far into the process I think you are to actually say that but you are. You know what? That brings up a question, though. And I think a lot of times in our country we kind of mistake with what should be done with what laws are. And laws are so specific. Like you either write laws very specific to where they're pigeonholed right. and there's not much leeway or wiggle room. Or you write them broadly to try and encompass a number of things, but then it's left to the interpretation of the jury or the judge. Yes. And the problem I think we're going to run into is I don't think there is a law on this, this stuff. It probably so, isn't. It's so then, new. I don't, think we, I don't think there probably is laws yet. That's what I'm thinking. So, so you've got a school board that says, okay, you know, we just can't allow this because we, just, we can't allow uh, a man to try and go and dominate a woman's sport. We don't know that this would happen, but we're going to address it we're gonna address before it. it happens. And then someone says, hey, wait a minute. You're letting this girl compete in our wrestling. And they're like, well, you know, they're not at a disadvantage. Well, I, they are because – or they're at an advantage because um, I'm afraid to grab her in the fireman uh, tackle – or I, can't, I, mean, I don't know the wrestling names, but, you know, the different moves yeah. that, you know, you, you have to grab someone. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you know, guys are grabbing all over areas where you wouldn't yeah. grab a guy otherwise. Wrestling is, is very, very um... – grabby all yeah. over the board right and it's not an erotic thing at all no. i mean you ever been you ever wrestle somebody who's good at it trust me it's not erotic it fucking I, hurts i mean <laughs> you know? I, I mean it's called ride time for a reason <laughs> so i you know it's 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 one of those things where i you know if i was put in the place where i had to wrestle a girl i'd feel rather uncomfortable about it i think just because of the positions you're going to be in i <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I don't know how I would feel about it. That, that and that's kind of why this this topic interests me so yeah. much. I'm, it's a good I'm, topic. It's, I'm a, it's, a, it's a really good topic going forward because we're going to hear about it a lot more. Yeah, I think it's going to come up a lot. And like you said, we haven't. We're not even delving into the. We can do this later on in another show, yeah. which would be fun. Which is the college aspect of it, mm -hmm. or the professional level aspect of it. Like when I think they approved in the race in in, in a sprint that one trans woman mm -hmm. to compete, and you're like, well, wait a minute. I mean. What if she has more muscle fiber from being born a man and underwent, you know, chemical therapy or, or gene or, or hormone therapy and whatnot? And I'm not a doctor. I'm not claiming to be a doctor. I don't know how if it ever completely if these things can completely transform you right, into right. The, as though you are female or mm -hmm. if, if you're always going to have an advantage. It, 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 even if you want to go away from the trans thing and you think about uh, what's his name that had the guy who got convicted, convicted for murder, but he wore the blades. Oh, the Blade Runner guy. Yeah, uh, Peori. Uh, uh, started with a P, right? Yeah, it started with a P. And then he got, I think he killed his girlfriend. Uh, you're close. I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pistorius or Pist I think it's, you're, yeah, you're it, it, yeah, it's some, in that range. It's right in that Someone's, range. That might even be right. It might be uh, right. But uh, and I think he got convicted for killing his girlfriend or yeah. something weird happened with, with him. After it, was that. A, it was a whole weird thing. Yeah, it was like a long-term thing. Plus, he was not in this country, so we didn't get first-hand knowledge. Right, right, thing. right. That was, uh, I believe, Italy, Italy they did that in. I, oh, no, I was thinking South Africa. Oh, that was South. I'm sorry. It was South Africa. I'm thinking of uh, uh, Amanda. Uh, oh, Amanda Knox? Yeah, Amanda Knox. Sorry. <laughs> Well, there's a there's an awesome Netflix special on that, and I don't think she might be innocent. That that was crazy. That's listening, a, watching that special, I thought she was guilty of sin, but then it's like, oh, it, you, I don't yeah. know, man. The evidence is sketchy. <laughs> you know, you got to think about you know overseas, you know, and then this is a bit off topic, but uh, how sketchy are some of these? You, if you got caught doing something overseas, how sketchy might might be your trial? <laughs> or how much better might it be? Yeah, that that's true. It's it, 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 I never want to even think about that. <laughs> I don't want to go to a Thai prison. <laughs> No, oh my God! <laughs> Worse than that in Singapore, Oof. you know, where 
Like, I mean, yeah, there are places where you get locked up. I mean, you've seen uh, Locked Up Abroad, haven't you, on the Discovery Channel? Or, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or Neo Geo, maybe mm-hmm. National yeah. Geographic. Yeah. Um, but my God, some of those pictures, you're like, you're like in a four by four cell with a hole in the in the ground to pee into. Yeah. No sink, no bed, no no chair. You're like, dude. I mean. I guess, but boy, you would think that would be good for deterring crime. Yeah, but wow, <laughs> you know, I couldn't do it. No. Um, so you know, but you always think about that. Like, like if somebody said to you, "Hey, here's a backpack. We've sewn it into this area here. They won't detect it. And when you get to the handle, you'll get uh, fifty thousand dollars." I can see how you'd be like, huh? "Tempting." You know, maybe I'll just do it once and just see what happens. And it's like, you know, if you get caught in the country you land in, eh, you know, it's going to be bad. But if you get caught going in the country you're going out of, right. and that's the dangerous country, you know, I don't know. I watch a lot of those those locked yeah. up abroad. I'm trying to think of how I can how I could smuggle drugs and not get caught. Boy, it doesn't look <laughs> easy. So anyway, um, I, I really don't think that there's a fear of guys doing that or making that claim. But um you know, one place where I could understand it or could see it would be golf. I don't know if they always have women, different separated female and male teams for golf for high school, but oh uh, yeah, do, they they have. I, so, I I do know that they have a, they have different they have female teams and male teams. So, and I mean, I know that golf is much more or less about the brawn than it is about the the technique. Right. I mean, look at Michelle Wee's parents. They put her. Uh, they got the exemption and have her play on the male tour. Right. Which I, I, I feel terrible for Michelle Wee because her parents were so hard on her and she, it took her so long to win her first major, which yeah, only was... happened two or two or three years ago, I think. Yeah, and she's been at it for a long time. She's been at it since she was fifteen, and I think she's twenty five now. She's only twenty five. Yeah, that's how long she's been at it. Because her her parents pushed her and pushed her. I remember the article in Sports Illustrated when I read about her. She was like six one, and I yeah. think she was like thirteen. Yeah, she was. And she was getting monster. ready to enter like a minor tours or something like that, mm-hmm. or minor. Or... Sorry. Oh, God bless you. Boy, that was a sprayer Ooh. too. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Clean your computer screen uh, off. <laughs> now you know why I turned the other direction because you know. But yeah, I just I feel bad for you know parents like that that push. I mean that poor girl has just uh, I mean Tiger is pushed like that, but Tiger is pushed in a different way. I mean her parents want her wanted her to be competing with the men and not with the women. Right. And it's like well you know what that's great and all, but have her win some women tournaments first <laughs> before she really wants to jump in there with the men. Yeah, I mean well I, I, and she was, but I mean but like I said, her first major came very long into her stint in the LPGA. And we'll say what's interesting is the ESPN for Father's Day had uh, some fathers making comments about their sons about when they knew they were going to be good ball players. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it was actually from this year. I think they just resent the or reposted the article because I think it was from a couple of years ago yeah. when I first read it. But like, you know, like uh, Justin Upton's, the both of the Upton's dad, mm-hmm. um, Mike Trout's dad, mm-hmm. Max Scherzer's dad. I, yeah, it was. I think it was from a couple of years ago because I think I remember to what you, exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And it was really interesting how most of the guys or most of those dads were like. Well, I knew my son was very talented, or, or just I knew he was super athletic, you know, more than other kids around there. Like, I think it was Chris Bryant's dad saying that like, he was like eight, and he was playing in his – and after like after his, his older brother's game was over, he asked his dad to go out there and pitch to him, mm-hmm. and he was hitting the ball further than any of the kids on either of the two teams. And it was like – and he was like two years younger. So um, what you got in your pocket there? Um, free earbuds from somewhere. Oh. Nice. I got, got free <laughs> I got like free earbuds like that when I went to go donate uh, plasma, you know. And they're like, well, these are junky as hell, but hey, it's free headphones. Free. So, um, anyway, it was interesting how many of those dads did not talk about 
uber pressure or forcing on their kids or all this kind of stuff. Most of them were like, oh, you know what? I knew that they like they really liked the sport, and you know, every I got I would get home from work and my son would be waiting there with a baseball glove on the stairs because mm-hmm. he wanted to go play catch or wanted to pitch, and so of course I would go play with him. But I, I think that's where your best athletes come from. It's yep. not these parents that push their yep. kids. You see, hear story like we just had a story on a Lakewood, Colorado, where there was a a full on brawl on a little league field. That made national news. And anyway, it's in Lakewood. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, good like rest and everything. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was just like, that's not the way to do anything. Ever. <laughs> How could you get that worked up over a Little League game? I don't get it. You know, I've, I played baseball, and you played baseball when I was kids. And I've never, ever experienced stuff like that. And the only thing I can say I experienced that that way, um, we were covering, I was covering on, on another channel, a uh, lacrosse game between a foothill school and a school from basically not out on the plains, but a little closer to the plains, like out east. Yeah, but not not all the way, but a little bit. And um, we had a mic out the window to mic the crowd, and the stuff coming out of these parents' mouth was embarrassing. Uh, to the point we talked to the coach afterwards, and the coach is like, "You know what? Play it." He's like, "I've been telling these kids to tell their parents to shut up." every single day because they're spewing stuff that they don't know anything about. They're not, it's, it, they're completely not wrong on what the call should be. And right. they're just running their mouth left and right. And I, I've never seen anything like it. And it happened right in front of me. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about supporting what your kid wants to do. And especially if they've got a talent for it, you know, like maybe giving it, a, you know, saying, you know, yeah. we can do this more than having you go do this because, you know, you really have a chance to excel at this and you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like the same thing. I worry about those kids with a spelling bee. It's like, oh, how many, how many hours a day are you doing this? And are you doing it because you like it yeah. or are you doing it because your parents have just basically made it a yeah. part of your life? Nonstop? That's, that's, that's always that worries me. I mean, the spelling bee has been around for what, 90 some years yeah. or something that worries me a lot because. There has to go be a lot of time and effort put into that, right? You know, just to even be on that level, because I know I couldn't do that. No, I mean, in long term, that's actually probably a better thing because it's it's hardly ever going to be a, a negative to right. be studious. I mean, that's going to you'll 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 likely excel in other subjects if oh, you yeah. do that, but you might also end up hating those subjects if that's right. all. If you're just stuck with that all the time, although you probably it's probably like ten times more embarrassing when you fat finger something on your phone because you're like, oh, you're a spelling <laughs> champion, you got the wrong fare. I you fat know. finger stuff all so, the time, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just uh, especially when you know it's not even physical keyboards anymore, right? The, the, right. the digital keyboards, it's really easy to to accidentally oh, touch another button. It's or, so funny, dude. People look up like, dude, are you drunk? I'm like, dude, I didn't even read what I tried to text you, and I'm like, well, no. My phone, I've got the thing where you can you can drag type, yeah. right? So you just you just don't pick your finger up. You can drag the different you know parts of a, of a word. But sometimes I feel like just typing, right? right? But the problem is if you leave your finger on it long enough where it does a line to another another letter before you go to the next one, now all of a sudden it like no one doesn't have like multiple letters and spaces, but it starts making guesses as to what you're trying to write. That's because my it's not phone, real word. My phone act, and tries to anticipate what I'm going to do, and it'll put it in there before I even. It, I won't even hit it, but it'll put it in. Right, there. and so you're like, hey, that's not what I meant, you know? And you know, it'll be like I want to type in last, and it'll put it in lat. Right, <laughs> and I've got a number of like automatic fixes like i don't mm-hmm. like to have to type apostrophes it just annoys right. me so i have like a rule now like if it says d-i-d-n-t right. put apostrophe in between the oh, n and the t or if i yeah. do you know it, it'll add those things but then sometimes it starts to go on its own and every time i add an s on the end of something it automatically assumes it's a possessive and it's like no i'm just saying there's multiples of this thing quit putting that on there yeah. or quit capitalizing it that doesn't have to be a person's name you know 
So anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> um, so anyway, just thought that was an interesting topic. No, it kinda... actually is. And I think going forward, it's going to be a topic we're going to have to talk about a lot more. Yeah. Just because, you know, it, with society today, it's going to be more prevalent and it's going to happen a lot more. And we're going to see a lot more of it. And we're going to see a lot of, you know, a, more of, a, let, let's say, a regular female um, that's getting dominated by a transgender female saying this isn't fair, maybe. Right. And, you know, because I know right now, I think in Connecticut, the, the high schoolers have a lawsuit against it uh, going right now from what I read this, what I could read this morning, because I could, <laughs> I kept dropping the internet, um, that there is a couple of federal lawsuits that are going on right now um, with it. And I, I think it's a topic that we have to stay cognizant of and, uh, you know, keep on the forefront. Yeah. And with, with sports being such an interconnect, interconnected between states um, type of thing. Um, it probably will end up going to the Supreme Court yeah. because they're going to have to have a uniform rule. They, they will have to have a uniform rule over you know, and across the board. It can't be one way in one state and one way in another. Right, and you just can't get to a point where you're spending so much money on lawsuits that just right. they'll, end up, they'll end up putting a kibosh on it. So. Right, and then that makes no sense to spend that much money on lawsuits for something like that. It, it's just – Yeah, and I don't, and I don't know a great – I mean uh, – uh, a dream situation they actually talked about on the radio, which I don't think would ever occur. They said, like, well, maybe we can just get enough trans kids, then they can have uh, – we can make another league. And it's like, well, the cost alone is kind of an interesting thing. But Yeah, the cost alone you, would I be mean, really are you gonna have How long is it going to take to have enough That's, trans kids? Yeah, because I, I knew, I knew, I knew you, were, you were going with that point. I was yeah. thinking of going, that's going to be so hard and so far yeah. off. Because it's like, you know, you know, how long have the Special Olympics been around? You know, how many years they question so they've been around for a while, but it's like, you know, they got that was once we got to that point. Now they have, you know, Special Olympic X Games and this and that. Oh, do so, they really? Well, they have, yeah, they, and it's, it's great what they do. And there's some really great athletes out there. But, you know, how far do they have to come to get their, this, to the Special Olympics and so on and so forth? You know, to the point of, you know, generation to generation to get to that point. So and I know you, a lot of people around here. um did a lot for Special Olympics. I know uh, Spice Life Catering did a lot for Special Olympics. Maybe you know this. I don't know much about Special Olympics, unfortunately. Is it so? If you're, if you're, if you go, if you're crippled, like if you you got in a car accident or whatever, and now you you're, you lost use of your leg, you're in a wheelchair. Is that Special Olympics or is that Paralympics? I think that's Paralympics. So Special Olympics means you have to have some kind of a develop de- de- developmental disability. Correct? I, I believe so. Yes. Okay. I, I, yeah, I just don't know the rules. So I'm right, because we have the we have the Warrior Games coming up this week. Actually, I don't know what that is. The Warrior Games is like Paralympics. You know, oh. uh, um, soldiers that were wounded. Basically, it's it's uh, this was the joint venture between like uh, Prince Harry or uh, um, Prince Prince William and Prince Harry with the United States of the Warrior Games, and this oh. is the the soldiers where they compete. Uh, you know that are disabled that they lost a leg, lost an arm, or something like that. Holy shit! I don't think I've even heard of that. You haven't all. It's it's a great thing to watch. Um, you should look it up online. I will. Yeah, Damn, I'm gonna be gone next week, but huh. Well, yeah, they hold it down in Florida, um, and I, I I heard it this morning because they did a – Tim Rinaldi from ESPN did a great um, feature on an um, Army Ranger um, that uh, – he was a parachutist, first one in – on his 10th toy, he met Barack Obama in Normandy on the 65th anniversary. I know we just oh, had a – Oh, D-Day? Yeah, D-Day. And um, 
he ended up uh, on his 10th run, and this was on this morning. That's the reason why I know how to watch it. I, that's why I, I, I didn't jump in the shower. I was like, I got to watch this because he literally he lost part of his skull. He got hit by a, an IED. They blew up an ammo dump, and they were getting out of there, and an IED went off, blew up the guy in front of him, and he, he wears a bracelet with his name on it that killed him. But uh, he was in a coma for four days, and he's going to sit on a, a – he only has use for one arm. He's going to sit on a bike and uh ride in uh, i think the marathon in it and uh he he had to relearn how to do everything walk talk everything and uh, obama actually when he got his housing through the uh the wounded warrior project obama came and saw him because he's actually in a picture with obama in normandy and obama wow. remembered him he saw him in the hospital so you know it's a great if you ever if you get to see that that tim rinaldi special from this morning it's a really good special what station was that on on espn tim rinaldi oh, excellent. yeah excellent. Tim, okay. tim rinaldi does great stories uh, about stuff like that that he's one of my favorite reporters well i could not imagine can you imagine to relearn how to do everything oh like yeah. re- rewire your brain yeah it, i mean just to look i, I can I, i'm seeing the pictures in my head there's a tube coming out of his skull i mean he had oh, they, they drain did, the well they had to they had to take he had mud in his brain, so they had to actually cut his skull out. So and like clean yeah. his brain or whatever. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it's just it was an inspiring story. You know, you think you know, you, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to get up in the morning. My knees hurt, my back hurt. I don't right. want to move, and it's just like you oh, see I something don't feel like that. Like dealing with somebody today. It's like, well, you <laughs> and then you walk. look, it's like you look, you look at that, and it's like you put it puts it into perspective it a does, little bit right? more for you. Yeah, you try to. I try to do that a lot because especially as you get older. And, oh, yeah. You know, because like now it's like, I mean, I, just the other day, you know, and again, first world, you know, luxury living problem. But I woke up and I had gotten like contorted into a weird position, having a, a pretty bad dream. And I don't, right. I didn't remember what the dream was when I woke up. I just, you could tell when you wake up if you've had a bad one. Oh, you know? yeah, I know. I, I know all that feeling. <laughs> my neck and my lower back. And I had pain all over the place. Like I had gotten contorted into some kind of a really crazy position and been tensed up and, and whatnot. And it was really, I mean, it took a half a day before I was even able to walk oh, normal. Excuse me. But I mean, it's like, well, Hey, but at least you, at least yeah. you were able to walk normal after, after uh, I, you know, I've six had a, hours. I literally had a dream once. Uh, I actually woke up because I kicked a plate off my coffee table. Oh, wow. It was that wild of a dream. <laughs> I literally kicked it straight towards my TV. <laughs> and I don't, I, 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 I don't know if I still do this, but I do know that, I used to be a major kicker in bed. And I think that that may have slowed down when I got my CPAP machine. Right. Because like I said, like now I know that I've had apnea my whole life. Yeah, I have too. But it's a uh, boy. I tell you what, I mean, I, I used to, I used to kick enough that I would sometimes wake up with my head down where my feet were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's kind yeah. of a weird thing when you're like, Oh, maybe you got up to go to the bathroom and you laid down wrong. No, 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 no. You just kicked yourself around. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. Cause I was halfway under the covers, you know, no, I had, I found a way in there. You know, I was, Oh yeah. Who knows what you're doing when you're sleeping? Yeah, so. I, I know. I know. I know that feeling <laughs> all too well. So uh, we did hit the halfway yeah, point we are. of the show here. So let's go ahead and jump onto that trivia question. Yeah. So which? Uh, okay, the college teams. So which one has the most number one picks in the draft, um, and which one has the most first round picks in the draft? These are the college okay. teams. So give me three guesses on the first part. So the first one is the boring guess, which would be Duke, okay. because we've seen a lot of them lately. Right. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Uh, my Kidding other guesses out. were going to be probably UCLA or actually I probably would have gone the Gators, but uh, probably should be Kentucky, but can't or Kansas. But I think for some reason I would have gone. I would have thought Florida Gators. I don't know why. Hmm. They haven't had a first rounder in a long time. Yeah, 
I guess that's true. But I just remember they had a lot of good teams. They had a lot of good. Billy Donovan was there before he went to Oklahoma City. They had a lot of good teams, mm-hmm. but they didn't really have a first a first overall pick. I think that came from there. They had some first rounders, but um, no, you hit that. But do you know the number? Well, we had a lot of time for. Um... We had a lot of first-round picks that were coming out of high school for a while there. Remember? Yeah, yeah the like Sean Kemp yep. and Kobe Bryant and uh, who was the joke? Or not, I should not, it's not fair to say joke. The initially bust that Jordan took. Remember Jordan picked his first pick as a wizard? Oh, oh good Lord. I want to say it was, like, not, was it Irving or, another, or Kyrie or, I mean, I know it wasn't Kyrie Irving, but I, no, I, no, I want to no. say like Kyrie or Kylie or something like that was the first name. I, I know who you're talking about. It's, it's eluding me, but yeah. But it was like it was, but it was like one of those years where you feel bad for the team when you get that because I mean, not only do you have to have a bad record, but then you have to win the lottery. Right. And it's kind of crazy when you think if you, how brutal is it to be those years where you don't have a number one, right? Like right. LeBron was a no doubter this year, even though the number two through four picks were very good players. Um, Zion was a, was a no doubter. Uh, yeah. Tim Duncan was a no no doubter for yep. the Spurs. Patrick yep. Ewing, a no doubter for the Knicks. How much of a bummer must it be to get that number one pick and then not have a no doubter to who you take? Well, and that, that happened with the Sixers when they took uh, Markel Fultz. Uh, three years ago, <laughs> yeah, I know that's the thing. He doesn't. He, he was number one overall. He was number one overall. The Sixers picked him, and that's when Tatum and Alonzo came out. They should have took Tatum. Um, oh. But uh, Markel Alonzo, Lonzo Ball. Oh, Lonzo Ball. Sorry. Oh, it's like two years. Two okay, years. Yeah, it was two years okay. ago. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he 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 lost his shot. He was injured, then he lost his. He couldn't make a shot, and right now he's not. As far as I know, he's not even playing basketball. But, um, you know, it's one of those things in, in one of those years when you get that lottery pick and then there's no clear number one, and you've got to take that risk. But this year there was a clear number one. What does it feel like to be – to make it to number one, to just have – I mean, maybe it was mostly just luck of, of unbelievable athleticism and genes that you got, but you probably had to work your butt off at no matter what – no matter how good you are – to be the number one draft pick, you had to do something well, spectacular. Remember, and, I mean, to be out of basketball a few years later, or in football, Jamarcus, uh, Jamarcus Russell, remember yeah, from the Raiders? Yeah. Or, I mean, gosh, you could go over a lot of Cleveland Brown and Cincinnati picks, you know, exactly. Tilly Smith and, and, uh, and, and, and company, Brandon Whedon and stuff. But it's like, dude, can you imagine being uh, – he wasn't a number one pick, but being a number one pick and then being out of your sport. Yeah. It's a tough thing. Boy, I mean, at least I guess you could say at least, you know, I mean, even like, like Tim Tebow, right? I mean, he didn't really last very long, but I'll bet you he still made, what, $8 million? Oh, between his SEC and No, ESPN. no, I'm just, I'm just talking about being on Broncos. Oh, yeah, he's still he's still making something off that rookie contract. So, I mean, that's, I mean, you can see like, you're set for life if you're not stupid. Oh, yeah, you know, and some he's not people, stupid. Some of these guys are stupid, and they, they blow their money like crazy, yeah. but, you know, on cough syrup, you know, in other things. But anyway, <laughs> um, so you want to know how many number one picks yeah. they've had. Okay, so let me think for a minute. So I know for sure we got Zion. That's one. Mm-hmm. I know we've got uh, Derek Rose, I believe, is the second one. I think it was Derek Rose. Um I think back about three more years before that, there was uh, so bad with names. Um, I'm going to go with five. Close. It was four. Huh. All right. So who who were those four? Do you know? That's a really good question. Um, Oh, you got to have that with you. (laughs) If I told them, my internet was going in and out this morning. (laughs) That's that's no excuse. Um, Let's see. Um... 
Yeah, it made me think of something else. Um, oh, well, it doesn't matter. So, uh, so draft New Orleans got that number one pick. You know, everyone knows they traded Anthony yeah. Davis away to the Lakers. They picked up Lonzo Ball. They picked up another good, another really good shooter and a, and a decent defender. Um, they're all young, so they, they could all still become very good players. Um, I read an article about with who the Pelicans got, and we'll talk about this in a minute. They uh, they made some nice moves after that move. Mm-hmm. So they picked up Lonzo Ball plus two other, you know, like I said, from what I've read, they're they're good players. I don't know if they didn't seem to mesh well in L.A., and L.A. didn't have a good year last year. But these players seem to have talent. Plus, they got the next three first-round picks for the Lakers, including mm-hmm. the one this year. They took that number four pick, which I was I was thinking, well, sweet, grab another sick player. Because, like I said, there was like there was three good Duke players and that guy from Michigan, right? There was like four no doubters that were, or at least rank very high. But they decided to trade that number four pick to the uh, to the Hawks, yep. and uh, they ended up picking up Jason uh, Jackson Hayes and uh, Nikolai or Nikhail. Uh, Alexander Walker. Alexander Walker. I don't know that guy. He was a shooting guard at Virginia Tech. Uh, Jackson, Jackson, Jackson uh, Hayes is a center from Texas. Texas. Now they were saying that a lot of people were not sure that that was the best pick because they used a lottery pick on him and they felt like center was deep in this draft. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the overall talent that's now on the Pelicans, yeah, they lost one of the best players in the NBA in in, in Davis, but. Boy, they got a pretty good-looking team. They do. They, especially they did, in two years. They did a really, really good job drafting and trading that or getting rid of that fourth pick for players and hey, other guys. spots. Three picks and a player, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the guys that came over from the Lakers, uh, the big downspot on that was when LeBron was pushing for AD, it kind of was saying, I don't want these guys on the team. But they they kept uh, well, they kept Kuzma right on the Lakers Kuzma or Ingram. I I think boy it's actually that temperature's dropping outside, isn't it? It is chilly. I kind of got a little cold all of a sudden. If you need me to close the window, let me no, know. No, no, I'm good. Um, well, I got the vest on. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, if 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 I feel a chill, then I know it's chilly because I don't feel chilled. But you know the Pelicans did really did a good job, and I mean with the trade and that get, getting that number one. Well, and I think for LeBron, I think what it was is that LeBron is at the point of his career where he knows he only has so many years as being yeah. a dominant player left, probably three. And I think he'll still be a good player after that for another good three or four years. Yeah. But then he'll be kind of more of the veteran, the crafty, grizzled veteran guy, you know? And obviously his knowledge of the game and his ability to defend and pass uh, and, and assist will continue to keep him relevant longer than a lot mm-hmm. of players. But I think he still wants at least one more title, if mm-hmm. not two. And I think to him it was, I can't be trying to grow these young guys yeah. and trying to instill work ethic. And he's done that. He, he did that his first run with the, Cleveland, the Cavaliers. He kind of did that his second run with the Cavaliers, even though Love was a little more, you know, experienced and Kyrie wasn't exactly a rookie. Right. But, you know, he went to Miami and he had his two other guys who were experienced pros and two titles and four finals appearances, mm-hmm. you know, in four years. That's Here, what he won. The biggest problem with the Lakers, the way the AD trade is structured, is I don't think they're going to have enough money to make a max deal for another player. So what they right. have to, what they have to do is put together a bench with depth to spell all these guys. 
So they they need yeah. They why need not, a why not do it like the Raptors? Yeah, and they they exactly the Raptors. That's exactly what they did. And uh, you know they have to put together a solid bench. That's the biggest thing. They yep, can't put together a flimsy bench you like they get, did you last be, year. You need, be, you need LeBron or Davis to sit on the bench for a five minute period yeah. and not have the game fall apart. And this is the same thing with uh, why um, the Warriors might keep KD then trade him because right now if they let KD leave and not pay him the five more million to stay and then trade him, they might not, they're not going to get anything in return if they just right. let him leave. Right. So that was always the big thing with KD when the big talk there is like, why don't well, you sign him and then trade him? So here's all the things like, so, so KD is out for probably, right. he might be back for the playoffs, but he he's, he's, he's probably out for most of the season. Right. right? Uh, so is Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, the Lakers can't go in those directions. Right. Sounds like Kyrie Irving's going to go to the Nets from what I've been reading. Um, I don't the think Nets it's been finalized. The Nets are becoming a major, major player. Seem to be getting the most of his attention. Wow. And so, the Nets are outshining the Knicks right now with the talent they already have on the team. And, and the, oh, new, the new vastly. owner from China having to be able to do a global market. Even though I forget the name of the guy that, that the Knicks took in the draft. Uh, uh, R.J. Um, Barrett. Thank you. Yeah. So, but, I mean, he's obviously – I mean, they were extremely excited in that stadium. I mean, they, they were, they were and That guy's a good player. He was, good, the, he was the number one ranked coming into the season, Yeah, right? he was number one ranked over Zion coming in. The big knock on RJ is he has trouble going to his left mm. with confidence. He's a great player, but when you force him – if you force him left, he does turn the ball over, and he does not look as confident as when he's going to his right. Well, you know – competent defenders and strong defending teams in the NBA, that's all they're going to do. is Exactly, because that's what, when, when Zion went down and, and, you know, they had to play Syracuse. Syracuse, would, Jim Beheim would not let him go right. He had to, <laughs> he had to go left. And, you know, that, that was one of the big things you saw, you know. And, and you, you listen to Jay Billis on, on ESPN, and, and it's just like, you know, I'm like, you have to force him to go left. If he goes right, he's going to beat you. Right, and so why not just you know it, you you pull the bullet check right? Yeah, is I'll take away your strength. Mm-hmm. You, you can do anything else you want. You just can't do that. Yep, and you know that's that's a big that's a big hurdle to fix. That's why he's not the number one pick, right? Yeah. So, um, but they seem like they were very excited. It's too bad they don't still have Portsingas, right? Because that would have given them well uh, at least a combo. Here, here's but the, he's the guy who got in trouble, I think. So here's yeah, Portsingas wanted out of there really bad. Okay, um, here's the big thing I've just started here in last late last night and this morning. Um, and we got a caller on the phone there, um, but uh, the Mavericks could be, they have about 30 million in cap space. Uh, the Mavericks might become a very major player in the market right now for uh, a top name, maybe like a Kemba Walker or uh, cause they have, they have Luca, they have Porzingis down there. They got a 30 million in cap space. So maybe a Kemba Walker or a, um, um, uh, who'd you call it? Howard up in uh, the Celtic country up there. So uh, they could become one of the one of the sleepers uh, going going into free agency. But I tell you what, with uh, with the uh, meltdown in Houston yeah. between Chris Paul and Harden, well, you get one of them on the Lakers even for one year, right? Boy, now you got a challenge. Oh yeah, you got a challenge. Uh, so I'm go ahead and bring on our caller here. Good morning, there, caller. How's your morning going? It's going good, guys. How about yourself? Oh, we're doing good. You sound a little distant. I don't know if that's – oh, maybe that's our – that might be yeah, our yeah. thing. Here, I'll fix that. Okay, there you go. There we go. And uh, what's your name? Where are you calling Better? from? Tom yeah. – um, uh, uh, Santa Monica calling, calling from. Excellent. Well, what would you like to talk about? Yes, I mean, I literally just, just, just tuned in. Sounds like you guys are talking about Knicks. I, I could just kind of hop in wherever you guys are. 
Yeah, we're just kind of reviewing the NBA draft, and uh, we're looking to see. Uh, uh, you know, we feel like the, the the Nets have overtaken the Knicks for the most part in terms of owning the uh, the Northeast, and uh, yeah, wondering if that's going to continue. Owning the city of New York, basically. Yeah, is, is what it's turning yeah, into. Yeah, I mean, I think what'll be interesting to see is. Uh, I, I feel bad. I mean, like the Knicks ownership. I just I feel bad for the Knicks fans because, like. I think the Lake. I I I think the Nets are kind of like the Clippers Lakers thing here, right? Which is that like it gets pretty overblown, especially in Los Angeles, that like anyone cares about the Clippers when like even when they were Chris Paul and Griffin, like the horrible Lakers were still getting better ratings than that. Like I guess you could make the argument that if Kyrie and Durant do actually go to the Nets, that you bring up a different generation there. Uh, that see the Nets as the primary team, but it's still, it's, it's, an, it's, an, it's an interesting move. You have to imagine, once again, it's just driven exclusively by ownership and GM and trust and things like that. Um, but it, if anything, it looks like, it looks like the Knicks, and I feel bad for the Knicks fans, but I really think if Durant had not tore his Achilles, that they would be looking at Durant, Tyree, Durant, someone. I really think Durant intended to go there. Now it's looking a lot like potentially, as you're saying, the Dallas Mavericks are a free agent player. If the Mavericks were to sign an Al Horford even or like a Kemba or something like that, the Knicks basically traded Porzingis for Dennis Smith Jr., who's garbage. I mean, he's fine, but he's basically garbage. Um, (laughs) To get off of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract and then like two, I don't know, like maybe a couple – 18th to 19th pick in the NBA draft, something like that, maybe even a little bit worse. So, like, I, I know Porzingis didn't want to be there, but, like, they held all the cards in the Porzingis trade, and I, it's kind of one of those moves I didn't fully understand because I think you could have gotten off of Porzingis. Like, it's not like Porzingis is, like, dead money, like when the Lakers had, like, Mozgov or Luol Deng, and the first person you find to take that and give you back nothing, you kind of do it. Porzingis is a potential all-star. Like, you know, you can trade Porzingis into someone's cap space for three to four first-round picks, like, if you, like, need to. So I'm just a little surprised that the Knicks didn't wait to make sure that they were getting um, two stars. Because even if Porzingis didn't want to be there, you control him as a restricted free agent. Like, either he signs with you or he signs with someone else and you match it. Like, he didn't – couldn't really leave. So it's just – I don't know. I feel bad for Knicks fans because they're like the, one of the best fan bases in the the world. Forget just the NBA, and they're just constantly yep. destroyed. Well, by their team. <laughs> so, I yeah, they, they, were, they were so desperate trying to get Zion. They thought, you know, that that was their dream to kind of start rebuilding that whole franchise. And I, you know, you're right about the way they traded Porzingis. There's there's a lot of incompetent GMs out there and here out in Denver, we had, um, and I, I always forget his name, but the guy who went, to, yeah, who went over to the Raptors, Raptors after us, yeah. and, you know, built a good teams and it maybe didn't build a uh, champion here, but I mean, like when we traded Carmelo Anthony away, we got a lot for him. Oh, did yeah, we, yeah. did we end up with a title? Did we end up a better team? Well, no, I wouldn't say we were, but I mean, we got a ton of we talent got, back. We got talent back. And, you know, and like when the Pelicans traded or uh, when the Pelicans traded away Anthony Davis to the Lakers, I mean, are they, did they in some of the parts get better than what they gave up? We don't know until they do their next two draft picks and where the Lakers end up, right? And yeah. what they could they get for it? But they got a lot of 
commodities. They got, oh, a, they lot got a lot of talent for it. They did, and that's the one yeah, thing where the and, and the Knicks fans have always been let down on this, where they see their talent going away and they're just not getting anything back. And me being a Sixers fan, it's like you look at that, and then I, I watch a lot of first take and get up in the morning. That's down at baseball, based down in New York City, and you know you, you hear those Knicks fans, and you you just do feel bad for them because they've always they're the marquee franchise there but they're kind of the redheaded stepchild that just can't get over that hump. Even with Patrick Ewing there, they couldn't do it. Well, I mean, all those years with Patrick. Important, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. Okay. So I think what's important. So I'm a, a, a Lakers fan, right? I, I try to be realistic on it in the sense that this trade for Anthony Davis was really interesting because I think that we gave up way too much given the circumstances but at the same time, I don't know if it matters because Anthony Davis is like a generational talent who's 26 years old. And so, like, even if we end up giving the number one pick away in 2025, like, does it matter? Like, maybe not if they do the rest of this right. I just don't trust the Lakers in general as an organization right now. But I think the most important thing you saw from the Lakers over the last four to five years this was not Palinka that pulled this trade off, right? This was Rich Paul that pulled this trade off, and the Lakers just happened to have close to enough assets to at least put themselves into the ballpark. And so I think what, what should at least be dispelled and why I have some hope for the Knicks is that this whole notion about the market you play in doesn't matter and people don't care if they play in Oklahoma City versus Los Angeles is total BS, right? Like, if anything oh, yeah. has been proven, the Lakers are a dumpster fire of an organization right now, and yet in the last two years they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, right? So I think what at least is good for the Knicks, and why I have some hope for the Knicks, is that this is the first time in many, 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 many years that they actually have their picks, right? And being bad can actually generate some assets for them, right? And so, like, forever, I mean, who was their, who was their best young player in the last 20 years? Like, no one? Like, yeah, they they like, David Lee, like, they've never had their draft picks. And so if, if they're just bad for a couple more years, who cares if R.J. Barrett's not a superstar? R.J. Barrett's going to be pretty good. He's not going to bust out. He's going to be a 20-point scorer. He'll be, at worst, he'll be like Brandon Ingram or something like that, right? Like an asset that is tradable on a good contract. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, if the Knicks just continue to ride this out, eventually what we're going to see that they haven't had the, had the advantage of is what the Lakers just saw, which is like, all right, they don't have great assets, but they have enough young assets and picks that because of the New York market, a superstar at some point is going to want to come play there. And when a superstar wants to come play there, the Knicks in a couple of years can then say, cool, we have R.J. Barrett, we have this other top five pick that we just had, and maybe we have another top five pick that we just had. Let's package these guys and try and land superstar X who is disgruntled at the time. And that's how you kind of like – the Knicks have just never had – they've always had, like, no draft picks, garbage assets, horrible ownership, and be like, hey, guys, come be the only star on our team. So I do think, as bad as I feel for the Knicks fans right now, there's still some hope, right? Like, they have their, – their assets are getting better, and eventually they're going to land someone. And I'm not entirely convinced they don't land Durant anyways this summer. I, I'm, I'm still not convinced that doesn't happen. Well, I think that your point about it being New York is a big deal because you look at Cleveland. Cleveland had the number one pick how many years out of five years? I mean, they picked up, um, you know, Irving and they had uh, Wiggins and they had, you know, only because they ended up trading over to Minnesota right. to get love. And you think about all that talent and they still weren't winning. 
I no, mean, they, they still weren't winning. And so I think it leads to that question of, you know, New York builds up a nice base and they're still not winning. Do they win enough that a player, a marquee, or you're the superstar X uh, agrees to go there? And as far as Durant, I could see that because of the injury. I actually think that there was no way they'd ever get him otherwise. But this way, they might be willing to swallow the money and give him extra cash to pay off this one year. Um, and that's possible. But if the Warriors do a sign and trade, then what do the Knicks have to give up? That, that's that's right. That's a that's a that's a good question. What would the Knicks have to give up? They'd have to give up something plus a lot of money. Basically, uh, I'm not well, sure if that be money or, or what. But um, it, it's an interesting thing with with the, with the Achilles happening with KD and what might actually happen here with him as a restrict because he is restricted this year. He's not unrestricted, so the Warriors can pick up that thirty million. Um, calls on him, and now, if he KD, goes, Katie's 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 an unrestricted free agent this year. He's un- he's unrestricted. Oh, okay. he can, he my, can go wherever he wants. Yeah. You don't have to give up anything to get him. Like if if you sign uh, Katie, you don't you need to give up anything to the Warriors. Then correct? I actually no, you don't. I I mean I actually think the best case if if like Katie really wants to go to the Knicks, this actually isn't. Look, the best case scenario would obviously be that he's not injured. That they get Kyrie Irving too, and then they put everything on the line for Anthony Davis and create an absurd big three. That's not going to happen now. I think this isn't the worst case scenario if he really wants to go to the Knicks. Because what you do is you go to the Knicks, you sit out the year. The Knicks are going to be god awful, which means they probably get who knows? Maybe they get the number one pick. Maybe they get a top four pick. But you bring in another asset. Um, you would still have forty million dollars in cap space. I think next year's free agent class is not great, but maybe you can talk another player into going this year or whatever. And Kevin Durant comes back with either two young players that they can flip into another star or, you know, like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that they can do. I think just in general, this off season is really interesting because I just can't remember the last off season with this many stars. And like, we still kind of don't know what's going to happen. Right. Like it's very clear. And I think what's really also interesting about this is just like this off season, it's gotten a little out of control with like, just reporters reporting rumors as if they're like facts and like it's clearly all these guys kind of know what's happening but they kind of don't but it seems like no one knows what Kawhi Leonard actually wants to do they're just hearing things from teams Jimmy Butler people are unsure about Kyrie Irving seems linked to the Nets but like is he then there's stories coming out the other way no one knows what Durant's going to do now Clay Thompson's definitely going to resign but there's all these move, and then like, does Demarcus Cousins get another five million dollar deal, or does someone actually pony up and pay him? Like, and then you know, I mean, there's just so, there's the NBA is is has done a really good job of just like making themselves a eleven month sport, basically. Yeah, well, we said this on last week's show. This is going to be one of the craziest off seasons that I can ever remember in the NBA because there's so many questions and there's so many rumors flying around. Every time you, you turn on the television set or a radio, you hear a different rumor of somebody is, is talking to somebody else now or somebody, just like I heard the Mavericks last night and this morning, all of a sudden came out of the woodwork. Right. And we talked about Adam Silver, right. how he's a forward-thinking commissioner. He's really you know, good at trying to globalize his sport. And I think this is part of it. It's part of seeing how the NFL, look at how much we talk about the NFL in the off-season. We talk about them almost at half as much as we talk about them in the middle of the playoff race. So right. I think he's, he's learned a lesson from that. I think he's learned ourselves a, a year-round sport. You know, even when we're not playing, 
Let's make our, you know, make our draft a hoopla. I mean, look at baseball, man. Baseball's had the big draft for, you know, longer than any of these two sports, and no one pays attention to the baseball. No, draft. God, no. I made the joke. Uh, I said, "Where's right. our baseball party?" The other when it was happening. Yeah, two weeks I mean, ago. And, and baseball's my well, favorite sport. Even I don't even look at it until after it's done. So um, I think he's just gone that direction, trying to make it a better a better, more popular sport and all those kind of things. One thing I do want to touch on before we switch over to baseball is, uh, you know, this is for our hometown Nuggets. So last year, the Nuggets yeah. were able to get, um, the guy who got injured, is Taylor, right, right. right? Yeah, he, and, didn't, he didn't play at all. And, so, and now all of a sudden, we uh, bull, bull. And then bull, bull. So they didn't even have a draft pick going They didn't have a thing. draft pick, got a trade at 41 or 42, and got bull, bull on Oregon. And bull, bull was originally thought to be a, a lottery pick. A lottery pick. pick. But he, he had a foot injury at the end of the season, I believe, if I remember right. And that might have to have surgery, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I understand that there's always risks involved with this. But I mean, you have a team that finished second in the West last year. Um, I, I don't know if they can do that again next year, but I think they've got a nice little base there. Well, they got a shot. I mean, and, depending on how the Lakers put up a bench. Absolutely. You know, but, you I mean, know. If, if Bull Bull, you know, turns in some serious minutes, productive minutes as a rookie, if, you know, Taylor can come around and become, you know, kind of the, the top-level star, I mean, could the Nuggets – is there any chance the Nuggets could become a super-level team, or would they have to then trade away Murray or something with picks to then, like, well, grab the next superstar? So I think the key to remember in this offseason and why I find this offseason way more exciting than others is we've become so used to, like, needing to build the three all-star super team or four all-star super team because at the end of the day, you could make any trade you wanted and sign any player you wanted, and the Warriors were still trotting out Team USA, right? So they were still going to beat you because how the hell did you beat <laughs> Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Iguodala? Like, how do you beat – like, you can't beat that. Now, the last finals, what we saw is, like, if the Warriors don't have Kevin Durant, and forget when Thompson got injured because then it was too uneven, but when they just had Thompson, Green, and Curry, that's a beatable basketball team. Like, you can defeat that basketball team with a smartly built team. And so, to me, can the Nuggets win the title? Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's what's exciting about this, this, this offseason. If the Mavericks sign Kemba Walker, do I think they're going to win the title? Probably not. Could they? Maybe I don't know. Like it's possible. It's a it's a wide open league right now because especially if Durant, you know, Durant's not going to play next year. But if Durant leaves the Warriors, which is the best thing that can happen to the NBA, now you have a super balanced balanced league. I think Bull Bull should never have fallen that far. Do I think Bull Bull should have gone in the top twelve? No, because I think he has a lot of injury issues and like attitude yeah. issues. And I don't think Bull Bull helps you win in the playoffs. But what Bull Bull helps you do is win in the regular season when you don't want to play Jokic 39 minutes a game when it's nice that Bobo's not a stiff like you see a lot of these giant guys that come in that are stiff he's not a stiff he's actually really talented he can shoot the three he can dribble he can like if he doesn't get hurt he could be a good player it's just I how can you play a seven foot five 209 pound center against Anthony Davis or something I don't think so I think he'll get murdered but like in the regular season, I think he can give you 15 to 20 minutes a game and help you win three to four more games than you normally would. So I think the cool yeah. thing about the NBA offseason right now is that these moves actually mean something. If the 76ers bring back all their guys, they could win the title. If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, they could maybe win the title. Or if he stays with the Raptors, they could maybe win the title. Like, there's consequential moves now, whereas in the past, it was just moves that inevitably were going to have you defeated by the Golden State Warriors. Right. I would, no, just love to see, I would just love to see no, uh, Jokic not have to play 
Right, just and you know, crazy it, it's bull, bull. We can get him healthy if, if he can give you, say, eight to ten points and five rebounds off the bench. You know, a night that'd be great if he can just make it so that the Joker can go out for a five-minute rest and not have the game fall apart. That's exactly, what we and that, need. that's because the that thing. happened yeah. so many times, and that's why they, that's why he played that's, all those minutes. They were so afraid to let him get out of the game. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And then um, I got to jump, guys, but I really like to like the show. I actually called in, but I, just, just really quick, I think the MLB draft, I think the, 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 the MLB draft is so indicative of, like, how much the MLB needs to change in the sense, like, how can I get excited about a draft where I know I'm not going to see any of these guys in, on <laughs> right. my team for four or five, five years? And the MLB has set it up like that, right? Like, because teams are incentivized to keep players in the minors for contract reasons, it basically, mm-hmm. like – if you start at the draft, like the MLB basically ruins itself from the draft on in the sense that they, they incentivize you to keep these guys down until they're like 22 to 20, 20, like three years old. So you may have a guy ready to come up when he's 20, but for contract purposes, they're probably going to keep him down for another couple of years. And then the issue with not bringing these guys up until they're 22 or 23 means that by the time they're free agents, they're already on the wrong side of their prime, meaning they're already sliding past 30 years old and then it's like no one really wants to sign these guys to big money because why not just go draft which causes you to sacrifice drafting younger players who are cheaper and probably going to be just as good as a guy on the downside of his prime like I just wish the MLB would fix some of their obvious issues I I mean like I don't know if that's going to be the easiest thing to fix because once again the players union has a little too much power in the MLB and I'd, I'd hope the players recognize, like, if they don't make some sacrifices to allow it to be a little more friendly to the owners, they're going to – in the short run, it'll benefit them, but they might kill their own sport. Like, you know, it, it's just – so to me, I just wish the MLB would, would work on some of these changes that would really make it a much better league and more exciting year-round than kind of what it's turned into, which is, like, exciting for one month in the playoffs and that's about it and that is that's a major problem and yeah, baseball the, the playoffs in baseball have been fantastic for like five straight years obviously being a dodger fan i'm uh, i'm kind of a little bit partial to the last couple of years but uh great great point abs i mean uh, spot on i think there may only the only way to maybe fix it uh honestly may be to make the minor leagues their own french or their own league their own product like not actually be affiliates of the major league right, teams right. and then when a player or they could then have a annual draft of the minors and then the baseball teams could take a player but then you got to put that guy in your 40 game 40 man roster right and a- then maybe just give maybe i guess you give them practice squads or maybe a d league like in the nba for the for mlb i don't know how you do it a lot of restructuring would have to go on and a lot of money would have to be given up yeah, by ownership and that would be i mean I mean, obviously, they could sell the assets, but they're going to like having the multi-tier assets of the minor leagues because, hey, I mean, minor league baseball clubs draw pretty well. Oh yeah, especially I mean, for the overhead. The Iron Pigs draw ten thousand fans a night. We want to thank um, we want to thank uh, our caller that was just on yeah, for calling great, in. Great, great yeah, points. Yeah, th- thanks for calling in. So I, I know we just uh, we just lost your call there, but thanks for calling in. And um, you know, it, when we when trans, I want to say one more thing about basketball. The one sure. pick I like uh, is the seventh pick, Kobe White out of North Carolina. The the, uh, the the shooting guard. Um, you just like him because his name is Kobe. No, <laughs> but that was a good point. I wasn't thinking that. But, but no, but no, Kobe. Co- uh, 
he's a really good player. I mean, no, he looked like he, a good kid too. He, he had some problems in the tournament, and that's kind of his. He turns the ball over a little bit, but um, he really elevated that team in the regular season. I think the the Bulls got a good fit for him there. So, but let's jump into some baseball here. And you know, like you were talking about the minor leagues. Just, just real quick though, I would like to see the Bulls be relevant again. It'd be nice. I, I feel like they <laughs> haven't been relevant since that one year that Derrick Rose won the. Uh, won the you know the, the MVP award yeah and then he kind of disappeared in well he for, had those for chronic, an average fan but I mean he did chronic he, knee, I think knee he's injuries. still playing and I think he he's, the I chronic think he's knee injuries is, is what it was he was like Kawhi where you know they he wanted to they they wanted them to go he didn't want to go and and you know it was one of those things so then he ends up playing before he's ready and yeah I mean you look at Kevin Durant now I maybe those injuries are completely unrelated right I mean right. one was an Achilles and one was a calf strain I think if I they remember right. said or, it was a calf strain but. Was it connected to the Achilles? We well, don't know. Thing, you know, where was that calf strain? Was it right, on was the it lower, lower, it higher? higher? You know, it's it's real because you know Kevin wanted to play. Yes, and oh, I don't. Dude, I mean, I he, don't... Wanted, he wanted his third straight title. Exactly. I mean, how many people have won three titles? Yeah, not and, many. You know, and and it, it was one of those things where it's we'll never really I think know the answer to that because it'll never really come out in all truth. <laughs> no, of course not. No, so it, just like when you're listening to a couple talking about a relationship where they get in a fight, there's always two versions of oh, the story, yeah. you know. So, um, but in terms of baseball, so Devil Rays are doing an interesting thing here because they can't. I, I was, no, they can't. That, that stadium is absolutely horrid. It was never really meant for them to play no, there in the first place. God, it's ghastly. Yeah. Look at, when I, I loved uh, I, for for a little while there, I was playing MLB The Show every year. Yeah. You know, I don't have yeah, time yeah. to play the games anymore, but. I used to really enjoy playing uh, a season, you know, and then you would go to certain stadiums and they recreate them all, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, even on a video game, that thing looks ugly as sin. I mean, yeah, it's like Oakland, you know. I mean, Oakland has some character to it, even though it has a – but, you know, like I didn't know this for the longest time. When they have those huge tarps over those huge sections of seats, right? I don't know if you've ever seen that in certain stadiums. I always thought that it was for, like – like I couldn't like I I couldn't really I mean I wasn't sure what it was about I thought maybe like the seats weren't were being remodeled or something oh or, no it's because they can't sell them. right and so it's <laughs> to make sure you can be on TV yeah because otherwise you're a blackout right because you didn't sell out the stadium yeah that's, and I thought that's a wild that's like an advertisement that you're not doing well even though but sometimes those are good teams like the Athletics have a good team mm-hmm. it's just it's just too expensive for people who live in Oakland to go. Living in Oakland is expensive as it is, yeah. and then to go to a game, you better be a you know a software designer if you're going to actually yeah. go see a game with and, family. And, and that that stadium in Tampa, I don't even think it was built for the Devil Rays. It was built to have indoor games in it. it was, yeah, it was probably some. It was probably a college stadium or something. I, I don't. I, know. I don't even. I know they had to remodel the damn thing <laughs> to even have the Devil or um, the Rays go there. Yeah, and, I still uh, call them the Devil Rays. I know. Screw it. It's a better but, name than a raise. You know, anyway. it's interesting because they're, they're talking about a new stadium in Montreal and, and in Tampa and for them. And in Tampa. And that's just the, that's an interesting thing for is, – is, is, is the MLB taking that on? No, that's uh, – my guess would be that Tampa does it so they don't lose them permanently. And, well, they'd have to because they, they, they would lose them. And Montreal will do it to get a team again. Montreal yeah. wants a team again. Yes. They desperately want to have a, be able to have a, a Blue Jays uh, – well, whoever it would be, but Expos, you know, rivalry, you know, even if they're in different divisions, but they wouldn't be. They'd be in the same division. Yeah, they, they'd, so they'd love that up there. So, yeah, so imagine how many games you get in Canada with Canada versus Canada. You're going to have a huge rivalry going, which I think was a major misstep by Major League Baseball the first time, not having the Canadian teams in the same division. But um, as a player, I would love it, man. Get to go to Canada, you know, and, and spend a few nights in Canada and stuff, and it's like, you know, 
I mean, it's not, you know, and they're just a little bit to the north, but I mean, hey, you know, you get to go hang out to different styles of bars and restaurants and people and stuff. I think it'd be fun for the players. I know Brandon Lowe was uh, the second baseman who's been uh-huh. doing really well for the Devil Rays. He was real excited about it. So, but do you think, do you think they should make them have a different mascot in each city? Well, I tell you what, um, money-wise, yeah. Because yeah, right. I mean, you capitalize on everything. Um <laughs> But as, as Montreal, I would like to have a different team name, you know? Yeah, I, know. I, I think they'd have to. I mean, I, I mean, just marketing and franchising-wise, I mean, you could have a double name and call them something in Tampa and then have, like, an <laughs> offshoot of the name in Montreal because that generates more revenue. Right, like have Bears and Cubs. Right. You know, that would be something cool. Or, like, the, you know, yeah, I mean, just it's some, it's a connected name, but a different name would be right. cool. I think that would be a cool idea. And uh, I like that, But I would love – just to give them a chance to get away from Devil Rays, uh, even if they call themselves just a Rays now, and I and I guess that's because I don't know. Did religious people complain about the Devil? I don't. That oh, seems kind of that seems kind of outlandish. So uh, there must have been some reason they got rid of the Devil part. But um, maybe uh, I mean it's not even a cool name. Like there's there's so many teams out there that don't have cool names, and you're like, you know, they don't have to be complicated names. The Bulls, right? Now it doesn't hurt that Jordan played there and right. the greatest player ever and all that kind of jazz, but. Uh, it, it still seems like a cool. It's a cool sounding name. The Rockies, right? What a cool sounding <laughs> the name. The Richmond Flying Squirrels. That's fucking fantastic, dude. <laughs> it's like what's the Banana Slugs? You know, I mean, yeah. There's cool names. They're just cool names. But the Devil Ray or even just Rays doesn't roll off the tongue. That doesn't mean no, anything. It, it really um, doesn't. I mean, I, I personally I like Blue Jays. I don't know why because I think the name makes makes sense. Um, for the, yeah, for for them it actually makes perfect sense, I think. You know, and it's it's it, I don't know. Certain names to me sound cool as a moniker, and other ones. Well, you know what Montreal is known for? Expos. No, uh, <laughs> the best strip clubs in uh, North America. I didn't know that. You Better than know. North North Vegas. I did, you, but the, I. <laughs> rumor are, huh? Rumor, rumor has it. Interesting, huh? I would that's that's impressive because I mean, if you're beating out the Sapphire and uh, what's the what's Spearmint Rhino? Spearmint Rhino, and then what's the one uh, tropical? Uh, oh, I think it's still there. Crazy Horse Two. You know, it's really sad. The last three times I've been in Vegas, we didn't go to strip clubs, but what's mostly because it? well, because <laughs> most of the reason is because we go there during the we always go during the divisional round of the playoffs. You do, you do that every year. I, so far, the last three years in a row, we've lost someone Saturday night. Like who, <laughs> it was me one year. In fact, nobody went out that year. That was I felt like, well, hey man, I'm the straw that stirs the drink, right? Um, I'm just kidding. But it was that was just a year where everybody was just too loaded, and that one was so emotional because of the Eagles yeah. playing the first game against Atlanta. They mm-hmm. win that game at the very last, or they they save it at the last second yeah. by not letting Julio get in bounds, and. That was such an emotional roller coaster, and that game didn't start till one, right? right. It's on the because it's in Pacific time, yep. and we have to get down there to get our good seats. We got to get there at six, you right, know, right. five. So you're sitting there, and you, I mean, it's Vegas. You can only go so long before you start drinking. Well, of course, and especially in a sports <laughs> club because the the waitresses come by and they're like, "Well, you're sitting in my damn seat," you yeah. know, and it's like, okay, you know, you're obligated. So, yeah, you feel bad, you know. Like yeah. I told you that one time when I was not drinking. 
I actually handed a 20 to the gal when she first walked by and said, I'm not going to be drinking for the, at least the first half of this game. I'm sorry to be taking a seat, so here's 20 bucks. Yeah, and that's, hey, the, that's the right thing to do. That's 10 drinks worth of tips. Yeah. So, you know. You know, because those girls, you know, they need people sitting in those seats, make, you know, getting drinks, and that's how they make their money. Yeah, so. and I mean, these girls, I mean, they, they can make a they, – oh, I shouldn't say girls, I should say women, but they, they can make a – I bet you they can make a nice dollar on the weekend, but oh, yeah. they probably don't make that kind of money on the weekdays, right. and then probably not the weekends without big games. Now, football season's got to be the, the the season, right? Yeah. Because who doesn't want to go to a sports book? Well, and 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 with the Raiders' new stadium, this is oh, what I goodness. this is what I propose: put a sports book in the damn stadium. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> have it to have it like a luxury box section and the one end zone. It's nothing but I, a sports book I love and it. casino. I love it. Put a casino and a sports book into one end zone. Oh my goodness! Yeah, not even have like like have the backdrop. Through by all the, the way, that's, stands, uh, that's you know. t- trademarked by JP, um, <laughs> soon to be trademarked. Anyone listening? Uh, patent pending. That's, that's patent pending. That's JP's idea right there. I mean, dude, that would be that would be cool. I did drive. We did drive by the stadium uh, on our way into the into the strip this time this last year in January. Yeah. So it, it's definitely well on its way. It's 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 got the skeleton is up and it's. I got, definitely want to go there. Oh, <laughs> dude, I want to at least see one game there. Yeah. Got a playoff game would be amazing. I tell you what, my dream keeps being that either I get a massive raise at work or I have a huge uh, sales for my books at some point mm-hmm. that I can, without worrying about it, spend the 500 bucks and secure us a spot behind the ropes on the nice couches. Mm. Even though you're a little bit further away from the TVs, right. you get like a, you have a personal like waitress that comes by. Now, I heard that if you there's one package you can get where it's unlimited like Bud Lights or something. Right. But I don't want Bud Light, so that kind of is a downer. I feel like, can they at least get Coors Light? I mean, I'm going to drink water, at least make it be hometown water. <laughs> um, but there was another one where you could get a seat, but then you had to spend a minimum on drinks. Right. And so I'd rather do the one where you get unlimited beers because that would just be nice and I have to walk up to the oh, thing yeah. all the time and just be like, oh, just keep bringing us, just keep bringing them. Bringing the bucket. But I also know I'd have to send everybody away for at least a two-hour period to take a nap, and it wouldn't happen, and so we'd lose everybody on Saturday night. But yeah, but yeah the last three years, we've had at least one, if not everybody, crap out on Saturday night, which is really sad because Vegas, I mean, Saturday night, that's when you win at craps is on oh, Saturday yeah. night. Oh, yeah, definitely. My God, you, if you don't go to the Flamingo on Saturday night to play craps, you're oh, just a the fool. Flamingo. It's the greatest Saturday night casino for craps in the world. I don't care what anybody says. They don't know what they're talking about. You will see more hot runs at the Flamingo than anywhere in Vegas. See, I've always taken my – if I had to take a nap, I, I, I take it at like 8 to 10 o'clock in the morning, and then I'm well, up. No, but, well, that's hard to do, though, because if you've, got, if you've just gotten up to go get seats, it's hard well, to I get know, that's tired I've got, again, I don't go to – you know? I'm not talking about sportsbook. I'm just oh. saying when I've got to get some downtime. <laughs> <laughs> but that's always the problem that we do run into, though, is that the, being at the sportsbook all day. Well, yeah, and, and those weekends you have to get your seats. And I don't drink that much, and so for me to be like nine to ten drinks deep over right. a day, my body just starts to kind of be like, all right, <laughs> that's about <laughs> all we can handle, man. And so then I might get really tired, and I try to have tampered it down this last year yeah. and made sure I was like, don't ever feel like you can't eat. You know, like when you, get, if you drink too much, you're like, oh, I don't want to eat. I'll get kind of nauseous, you know. I was like, I got to stay away from that because that's what happened to me that one year. Yeah was eating after all that drinking and it just couldn't handle. So now, it, 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 thankfully also not having the Eagles the first day is huge. Mm. Having the Eagles in Sunday is the best because obviously I go with a lot of Eagles fans. Yeah. I mean, yes, I know you you're do. one too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just better to have that game 
not have so much emotion riding on it the mm-hmm. way it did that year. That was also the year of going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So they hadn't done it yet, so it was, it was a big deal because you were on that run, you yeah. know. And we're sitting there watching that game, and we had watched them just be terrible against Dallas the the week before, and then mm-hmm. watch out Foles come out and just uh, yeah and crushed it and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, to remind me if I can think of who it was. Rigner and I made a big trade in the Dynasty League, and you know we talked last week about Dynasty picks for football teams uh, coming up with the rookies, you know, coming mm-hmm. up. And I still, I'm still thinking I'm still going to take the running back from Oakland as my number one pick uh, right. in the draft. But Mikey is going to give me the his pick in the draft, which he won the damn thing, so he's mm-hmm. got the 14th pick. Right. And of course, this is not a snake draft in a dynasty league; it's just a rope it's draft. Rope draft. Yeah. So I'm going to have the 15th pick. So I've got the number one, the 14, and the 15. That's good. We'll see who's available at 14 and 15. I'm hoping give me Fant, give me any tight end really that's good, or um, um, maybe the Eagles receiver. I don't think it's possible he falls that far with with the Eagles fans we've got there, but I just think it'd be tough. I mean, he might just because the Eagles have so many wide receivers right now. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Odds are I need to get a tight end and a QB. Yeah, that, so, from what you were saying, that sounds like if I remember right, that sounds what you want. I'm but sure. I know that you don't want to pass on that running back from Alabama. No, it's just I, I it's very tempting to take Murray, but I, that's just that's just taking another rookie, hoping that as a quarterback, a rookie producing doesn't happen very much. I've got Josh Allen and I've got Lamar Jackson. I know neither one of them are huge dream right. candidates, but. I think if if I just play the schedules, I think those two are enough to get, you know, get me 15, 20, maybe the occasional 25-point game. And we did see last year that Josh Allen had some very nice fantasy games. He actually did. I actually thought about almost picking him up last year at one point because there, there, there was two games in a row. I think he averaged uh, – he put 23 and 25 on the board. And then he drops yeah. off the next game, if I remember right. Yeah, and I think he had like a 30-something yeah. a little bit later. So uh, the potential is there. And Lamar Jackson, I mean, he actually had some pretty decent games, even though he barely passed the ball. Yeah, all. but and he ran the ball. His passing yeah. has gotten much better. So, again, all I'm saying is that I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend that I think that they're going to be epic. Right. But I'm just hoping to get – and I realize that may be a, a, a ridiculous hope, and I'm, I'll fully admit that right now. I just don't know what Dynasty drafts are like. This is our first year of a rookie draft last yeah. year was our redraft brand new start the dynasty. Right, so, right. um, and, and just people who are wondering about quarterback, I actually had Jimmy Garoppolo and then he went down and I had to trade him to get anything I could start yeah, because yeah. neither Lamar or Josh were starting at that point in time. Right. That changed a few weeks later. Unfortunately, um, I also lost both my tight ends in the first week to an ACL. Please. So I, I just was, my team got decimated pretty early yeah, on. That's, that's tough. And, uh, but, uh, Anyway, it's just going to be I, – I, I would love the Washington quarterback, is it, but there's no chance oh, he'll be there at 14. Uh, right? I, I, no, no. Haskins might be the first – Haskins might be the first one off the board just because he might have more success in Washington than Kyler Murray is going to have in, in, down in Arizona. That's interesting. Yeah. If you think about it, because look at what Arizona has, the pieces of the puzzle in Arizona. For him, he has no line. So the thing is, is right. even if you're scrambling, if you're running for your life backwards, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> and I also I have David Johnson, so I'm not sure I want David Johnson to be the to to have both of two of my star positions coming out the Cardinals. Right, that'd be really tough because I mean, Scary. you got to remember, Kyler's 
tiny. He's small. Yep. He's what, small. 5'10", yeah, right? he's 5'10", almost, barely 5'10". <laughs> and uh, with, that offensive, yeah, with, with that offensive line, I mean, if, if all of a sudden you have Murray and, and Johnson, you have to start both of them because, you have to say, something happens to your other guys. Right. Uh, you could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and so Rigner's offered me uh, the, his first-round pick, Jameis Winston, um, Carson – what the hell's his name? The guy from uh, – from uh, Seattle. Uh, oh, you're the running back, Carson. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I can't believe I can't think of his name. Uh, I know, I know what you're talking about. But anyway, uh, everybody knows yeah, who he is. Yeah. The guy who ran with Penny. Yeah. And so he had a real nice year last year. I think he led yeah. the league in rushing. So I got to get him, Joe Mixon, and Sterling Shepard, and he gives me his first round. Oh wow, we're down to 90 seconds. Um, 14th pick or 15th? Yeah, 14th pick. Um, I also am going to get uh, Jameis Winston. I'll get that Carson from uh, Seattle. And then I also get as receiver, I get the, uh, who's the guy that plays in the uh, chargers, uh, Mike Williams, Mike Williams. So well, interesting trade. See if it works yeah. out. So, um, well, gosh, we're out of time. I uh, wanted to go into more into baseball, but uh, sad for Rich Hill could be looking at Tommy John, even if yep. not looking at long-term recovery story on the DL with Frankie Montas. Hey, wouldn't you know it? The second pitcher of the week for me down for the year. I think, I think if I look on mine, uh, he's on my staff too. (laughs) I tell you what, I am, I I am the most points against by almost 150. And then the next person after that next person. uh, So like the eighth most points against is like 400 left. Like somehow I am in second place and still surviving and having the most points against by a vast margin oh. of the league. And now I've just lost Rich Hill and Frankie Montes. Oh. Please, Severino, and please, Glass, now get healthy. Get back soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are down to 30 seconds. As they say, there's nothing more boring in the world than talking about somebody else's fantasy, uh, fantasy team and nothing more interesting than talking about yours. But we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Any final last thoughts for the folks out there? Uh, we had seven Americans uh, drafted in the end uh, this year that's the most ever in the nhl draft congratulations everyone have a great weekend offensive out